Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. If you haven't heard, Center Ice Brewery beer is now exclusively available at beer stores around town. So make sure you pick some up on your next milk and eggs run. That's Center Ice Brewery. Please drink responsibly. Get ready. To hear some noise tonight, you're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a Donnybrook. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Are we like Oglethorpe? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it no doubt about it eh you're listening to kurt bill and jeff on let's go blues radio the original st louis blues hockey fan podcast take it away boys hey blues fans i like to consider myself a friend of the show this is tsn analyst and former blues netminder jamie mcclennan and here's kurt bill and jeff on let's go blues radio welcome to season 11 episode one this is episode number 377 all time and of Let's Go Blues Radio, where the often imitated, never duplicated, strong enough for a man, but made for a woman, were the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast and the longest running St. Louis podcast. Special thanks to rockinthatidlife.com and centerizebrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. Uh, it's Wednesday, September 28th, and we're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Just do a search for us. You'll find us. I'm Kurt Price. My co-host for tonight's episode are Bill Day and Jeff Ponder. And this will be uh, season uh, episode number one of season 11 for the longest-running St. Louis podcast. Uh, the agenda for tonight's big show includes a discussion about the Blues being off to a perfect 3-0 in the preseason. Uh, we'll discuss the Perunovic injury, uh, athletics uh, Dom Lucision. His analysis models consistently uh, get the blues wrong, so we'll let you know what we think about that. Jersey and helmet ads in action. Um, so far, we'll give you our two cents on those and all of that and more on this uh, titillating episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Welcome to Season 11. Gentlemen, it smells like new car in here. Yeah. Uh, speaking of new, yeah, we are officially on Twitter, guys. Awesome. Uh, that's fantastic. Very cool. So we are streaming on Twitter. So you can watch us there now. Uh, and also, welcome to 2017, because Chris Bray in Facebook says Angela Sharp is out as in-game host. <laughs> uh, did you see yeah. the news about the new host? Yes, I did. But uh, Chris is about five years too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's what's her name from uh, she a Fox 2, right? She does like a midday, a, a midday show. Something like, uh, kind of like today in St. Louis, but it's on channel on Fox Two. It's not uh, as good as Daily Mix, I'll tell you that. No, it is not. Mm -mm. No, but she seems nice. I wonder how she'll do in uh, 
in the blues. I, I mean, it's hard to live up to Angela Sharp, uh, the, uh, the, uh, her predecessor, uh, yeah. Not yeah. so much. Uh, well, and uh, Carly, I thought, did a fine job as well. I thought she grew into that role pretty well. So it seems, is she out? She's out, right? Carly? Yeah, Carly's out. I, I was actually yeah. referring to Carly. I didn't I didn't much care for Carly. I thought she, she was liked, okay. Yeah, I, didn't, she, I, thought she was, I, I thought at first she was pretty rough, but I thought she grew into it fine. But it just, no one no one's going to be Angela. I mean, it just constantly like she was... We're a little partial on the show, but I mean, we all love Angela. She's great. Sure. But I mean, it, it just always seemed like Carly was like faking it to me. She seemed like a phony. But hmm. yeah. Well, uh, let's, let's, let's ask her. Uh, Carly, come on. Yeah. Out. Welcome to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Are you fake? <laughs> From behind the curtain. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to uh, see anything past her smile. Her smile is massive. She does have one of those big smiles, that's for sure. Not quite Joker esque, but getting there. Bill, the uh, the office is is uh, is coming together there, looking good. What's that mask behind you? Um, yeah, so that that is that is the mask that I um, I'm posed with uh, for our uh, group shot that Kurt put together. Um, it's actually a, a replica Matthew Garon Montreal mask that uh, is on loan from the Jeff Price collection at the mm. moment. So, <laughs> now that uh, I am uh, putting up a display case behind me, and just that's as far as I've gotten. There will be glass doors and stuff on it, so we'll have to work out where it's going to be so there's not so much glare and all that stuff. But uh, yeah. So, Matthew Garon, where does he rank in all time Canadians goaltenders? Um, above Doug Sotart. Oh, okay. Um, what about Steve? Uh, what's his name? Steve, not Steve Perry. Steve Penny. Steve, Steve Penny. 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 Um, <laughs> I, I'd say he's probably he's below Penny. Um, he's above Andre Red Light Rasico. Um, oh yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I I, I think he yeah, he may may be on par with um, Brian Hayward. Brian yeah. Hayward. Oh, what about, you know, you know I, I think Matthew Garon was to Jose Theodore what Brian Hayward was to Patrick Watt. Well, Brian Hayward is known for his mask, right? San Jose. The San Jose mask. Yeah, yeah. That's, but, that's that's his kind of fame. Yeah, he was he was the um, the guy that uh, usually played when they came to St. Louis back in the late eighties uh, when he was uh, the other half of the tandem with Patrick Waugh. So I I I admire him, but I always hated him because I didn't want to see him. I wanted to see Patrick. I never got to see it. You know, I went to every single time for it was about a three, four year span the Penguins came here. I can't I went because I was like, I have to see Mario Lemieux play. And every time I went, he was hurt. He was out ill. I never got to see him play live. And that whoa, that sucked. I've I always said I'm because he's one of my favorite players of all time. And so I was like, man, you know, just like everybody. But it, man, it sucked not being able to see him live ever before he retired the second time. Um, the, I, I got to see him one time in uh, in his uh, first prime uh, at the old St. Louis Arena. Um, and I'll I'll be honest, when he was when during his playing days, I hated him, absolutely <laughs> hated him because he was so damn good and yeah. nobody could stop him. 
And mm-hmm. I, I remember being particularly pissed off at the game that I saw him at the old arena. Um, one of the few times I ever had limited view seats there. I don't know, Kurt, if you ever had that experience. <laughs> behind, yeah, behind oh, yeah. one of those pillars or yeah. one of the, the metal posts. Uh-huh. And it, it just it was god awful, and the Penguins I, I think blew the Blues out that game. I never, I never said, I never had the uh, misfortune of sitting behind one of those things. I was, I was a gondola fan. I was uh, up in the go- the end gondolas, uh, <laughs> swinging the ones that would sway back and forth, held up by cables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, you, yeah. you had to get to with a with a spiral staircase <laughs> on yep. one end. Yep. Yeah, so that that was that was interesting. Um, and I, 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 I'm same same as you, Bill. Uh, the first time I saw Lemieux play, Marty Lemieux play in St. Louis was at the old arena. And that was a long, long time ago. Probably a Blue Note Club uh, game. For Probably. Kids. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, I was, I remember being, I, I was, a, I kind of liked the Penguins as a kid, not because I knew any of the players. I was so young, but it was just, you know, the Penguins were a fun team to root for. It was just because the, their mascot was a penguin. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll always remember the Penguins from that playoff series with the Blues um, and Greg Millen uh, playing for the Penguins and dancing to the Budweiser song. Oh, yeah. He, he, that. Uh, <laughs> that ugly yellow helmet he had that yep. that is that was the helmet that I wore uh, as the, a kid. The paper. Uh, I've got the paper framed on my wall. The the, yep. the, crom- the crom- crom- goal. Yeah. Yep. And overtime to win the series. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm looking at Millen right now. He's kind of making a weird, trying to make a weird save with that yellow, that yellow, uh, what do you call it? What kind of mask is that? Um, uh, it, was, the, it Jofa? it wasn't Jofa, was it? Was no, it no, that was, that was a, shit, it was a Cooper. Cooper, um, yeah, it was a Cooper. Yeah, God, I, I forget the model number, but it was God awful. Yeah. Was God cool. awful. It's actually my, my Twitter bio, um, or my, my Twitter background picture, um, is me wearing that. Uh, no, you're a fan of, were you a fan of uh, Kelly Rudy's helmet by the Kings? Um, not really. I, I was, I was never, never much a fan of that. Um, him and and um, Urbe and, and Bob Sove and um, Hashik had the Lowe. same mask, didn't he? No, no. Hashik had the. Um, he was more the the um, the CCM. Um, I was I was as as far as the the helmet cage combos go. I was a big fan of Tommy Soderstrom. That I I wore that that Jofa style was in high school. I liked early Curtis Joseph uh, helmet cage style. Yeah, yeah. The, the, that was his the, when he first came up. Yep. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a different Cooper with yes. the the cat eye the cat cage. eye. Yeah, yeah. cat eye cage. That was that was cool. The, the yeah. Osgood had the same thing. I think. Yep. Um, yeah, that was cool. Forever. That's all he wore, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I think Oscar may have tried like in a preseason game to go with the other, but the no, Molden? his entire career was, yeah. yeah. I like that look. as a fan. Yep. Uh, announcements, uh, October 15th. Hey, so we mentioned Real first, yes. real quick. Yes, before sir. we get to that, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't say anybody watching in the Florida area that are affected by mm-hmm. Hurricane Ian. Uh, obviously all of our thoughts go out to you and hopefully you're doing safe and well and not like the idiots. I don't know if you guys saw the the video that went viral today of the idiots going out into the water during the hurricane thinking, oh, I'm going to jump through the waves. One guy almost like crashed right into the side of a bridge. What are you Wait, doing? You're, you're telling me that there are idiots out in a hurricane? What? In, in Florida. In, in Florida. Florida? Are you <laughs> kidding me? Isn't that nuts? 
<laughs> you know, if you're told that uh, if you dial 911, no help is coming, you probably shouldn't be where you are. No. <laughs> yes. And that's what they told him. So Did anybody is there. The, the viral hockey picture that said something like, we were out of boards or they were out of boards at home Depot. So I, I figured this, this will help save cause he saves everything. And it was somebody had pinned a Andre Vasilevsky Jersey to their door. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I did not see that. <laughs> uh, Chris Bray says like Jim can Cantor or Cantori. Uh, he's Jim the weather. Yeah. yeah. He's the uh, weather channel guy, right? Yeah. That goes that goes into the heart of the storm. He's nuts. <laughs> Which is always yeah. funny because you don't need to be out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't need a reporter out there. Like, Oh, let me show you how bad these winds are. We can tell buddy. Don't get me wrong. When I see a reporter out in the storm, it is entertaining to me, but he doesn't need to be out there. I mean, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I want to see the guy get knocked over with the wind. <laughs> I'm sorry. I want to see it happen. I want to see, uh, uh, you know, chaos on tv i want to see a, a billboard fly by and knock him on his ass <laughs> it's it's bad and and but it's along the same lines the one where the the it's a gif now of the female out reporting and she's just talking you see this stop sign just come flying through yeah. and knock her on her ass <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't have to be out there no you don't have to we get it i mean it's 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 bad put a camera mm -hmm. out there uh october 15th which is coming up uh we are we mentioned this last week we're broadcasting we will be broadcasting live from cardinals nation in ballpark village downtown st louis directly across the street from bush stadium uh cardinals nation hosts the official st louis cardinals pregame party which is an all-inclusive all-you-can-eat uh, an open bar setup uh, with live entertainment from dj joe they have prizes and giveaways, and uh, Joe gives some fantastic deadpan humor. That's two and a half hours. starts two and a half hours before the start of the Cardinals game, um, which is not scheduled for that specific day yet because that's a playoff game, and they haven't uh, scheduled it quite yet as far as time goes. But there is a game that day. Um, and you can use promo code DJ Joe and get $5 off your ticket. Uh, or if you're a season ticket holder or a Cardinals Hall of Fame member, you get $10 off the regularly priced $40 ticket. So join us on October 15th. We'll be there. Uh, not sure what time we'll be there because what time we're there depends on what time the Cardinal game is scheduled for. Uh, that's also the opening night for the Blues. So we're going to be there talking Blues hockey and mingling with some Blues fans and Cardinals fans are there to uh, hang out and enjoy probably a bit of pretty big sports evening or day in, uh, in St. Louis with the Cardinals playing a playoff game and the Cardinals opening their uh, 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 Cardinals playoff game and the Blues opening their season. So, uh, and we'll be giving away some items. Uh, I know we've got stickers and stuff and, and, uh, Jeff's lining up some stuff we're going to have. Uh, so yeah, one of, uh, one of Jr. uh, Jeremy Rutherford, friend of the show, one of his books, I'll be giving away signed copy, uh, that I never gave away last season. I actually forgot I had it, uh, got it specifically to give away on the show. So yeah, we'll be having that. And then I'm working on some other items as well. So there will be some giveaways to, to go out to those of you who want to come out and, uh, have a couple beers, hang out with us. You know, even if you don't drink, it's still a good time. Um, and Hey, you know what? You listen to the show or a free show, right? Come out give us some support show Cardinals nation that, Hey, let's go blues radio. We've got a following people like us for some reason, come out and give us some support. Uh, if you can, <laughs> we would love to see you. 
And it's a fun day. It's a fun. If you've ever been to the ballpark village in Minnesota Cardinals nation or, or those series of shops there and, and uh, bars and things, it's fun. It's a good time. And uh, Cardinals nation is a good place to hang out. You don't have to have tickets to the Cardinal game to hang out there. Just it's across the street from Bush stadium. So go in, have a drink, watch the game on one of their 50 TVs um, and have a good time. It's a, it's a good time to hang out there. So hey, Chris Bray says we should have a wing or hot dog eating contest on that day, man. That I would be. Have you very ever had? Have you ever had like a anything eating contest? I've done eating contests, but I've never done like it's. It's never been like how much can you eat. It's like uh, like I did the one in Philly with the big, the huge like what is it like, three foot long Philly cheesesteak. Like I've done that. I've done things like that, but I've never done like how many hot dogs can you eat? And I put you know what? I would love to do that. I think that'd be a lot of fun. How many hot? I could, I could, I'm, I could eat a lot of hot dogs, but I'm like, if it's a contest, see how many you can eat in like what a minute or two minutes, five minutes, whatever it is. Um, that's, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I think it's sick. <laughs> I love uh, what more of that girl says. Uh, I'm guessing she's talking about herself. Miss Crestwood will be there. She should change her change her YouTube handle to Miss Crestwood. I like that. You should be Miss <laughs> Crestwood. That'd be awesome. <laughs> and the funny know, thing is, you... she lives in Baldwin. I'm just kidding. Terrible. <laughs> that's, a, that's a. I'm not. Why did I laugh? That's not funny. No, it's not. <laughs> Kurt it like knows un, better. It was an uncomfortable. It was an uncomfortable laugh. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I laugh because it's not it's funny. A courtesy laugh. Yeah, I get those all the time. I don't mind yeah. them. You can follow DJ Joe on Twitter at Cards Pregame, um, and he does giveaways on Twitter as well. He, give, he he gives tickets away to the official St. Louis Cardinals pregame party, which is in Cardinals Nation, which is what we're talking about. He gives he will give tickets away to that uh, uh, every now and then. So follow him for that because that's uh, that's a good time over there. And uh, you know, while we're talking about Cardinals, congratulations to the Cardinals for. Uh, winning the Central Division again, clinching. And congrats to Albert Pools on yeah. number seven hundred. That was yeah, huge. Such, such a fun season. I mean, even if they yeah. if they don't do anything in the playoffs, um, man, that was a fun season. And that's you know I even said that going into the year because how many people we you know it, it was it was again s- social media. It's a vocal minority. But there was a fair amount of people who were like, oh, really? You're just going to bring back Pujols? Well, I guess they don't care about making the playoffs. And to me, I was even like, I don't even care. Like, yeah, if they don't make the playoffs, I'll be upset. But for me, it was more, you have to bring back Albert for his last season. Come on. You have to. If he's a free agent, you have to do it. And look at what what we've gotten from it. It's been phenomenal. What they paid him, he wasn't. He's not making that much. No. And the fact that all the people he's brought in this year, oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, the car. If the Cardinals weren't making money hand over fist before, <laughs> this season was I mean, a windfall for them. How many times have we seen? If you guys follow Danny Mac on Twitter, which I imagine you do, how many times have you seen him retweet people? And you know, granted, you're going to get people traveling for Cardinals no matter what. It's got a big following, but how many times has he retweeted people saying? Yeah, uh, we made the nine-hour trek because we want to see Albert in his last season. And it's like yeah. a picture of them in the car wearing Cardinals gear. Like, we've seen that so much this year. It's been so cool to see. So Rick Rick Kane in the YouTube, uh, in the chat here, and I put it up before I put it up again. 
And I <laughs> don't want if you were to do a 32 team NHL from scratch, where would you put teams? So I guess we have the existing teams and they're all in a bucket and we got to place them around the country in different cities. I guess that's what it's going to You know at. what I would do? I would, I would, this is going to sound crazy. And I said this a couple of years ago, I would actually do something where it's not by local as much. Like you could put teams yeah, because I think it spread out the travel. Like, we always talk about how the East has such easier travel. Make those teams travel a little more. Give me a division with St. Louis, Detroit, and Philadelphia. You know, like, why not? I think that'd be awesome. Or the Islanders, New Jersey, and San Jose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. can you imagine that? Yeah, one division has what? Let's say uh, L.A., New York, and yes, I don't every know, team, Edmonton. Every, every division gets a California team. Yeah, there you go. Or close to it. Yeah, and Miami and Vancouver have to be in the same division because that <laughs> yeah, is right. that is geographically the farthest you can be in the NHL. Yeah, that's good. Go. I like that. So that's that's a whole different show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it comes down to, you know, who do you eliminate and what what cities get a team that currently don't have one? That's that's a yeah. good, we could do that. We could like, OK, all these teams in a bucket. It's like, you know what? Eh, we're going to do away with this team. Arizona, you're gone out of the league. We're bringing somebody else. Playing in a college arena. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. That's you, a joke. You're jumping. I think, the it, I think at this right. point, even Arizona fans are like, yeah, I'm taking that team out of Arizona. I, I would I would love to go see the Blues play in that small arena to be right on top of the ice, but not for what they're charging for tickets. Holy Christ. Those prices are going to come. They have to come down dramatically as the games get closer. Like, I think, you know, we talk about all the, you know, you see if you go on like StubHub or whatever, even Blues games right before puck drop, they drop pretty much dramatically. Yeah. But I think it's going to come down to like two days before a game. Oh, these tickets are $120? Nah, they're going to be 30 Like, I really think you're going to see that a lot as each game approaches. I hope so. It'd be fun it, to, to <clears throat> see what they're going for and to uh, make a trip out there. It'd be a lot of fun. And uh, Rick Kane says, uh, who is actually driving the content of the show right now, <laughs> taking this <laughs> off topic, uh, I would keep the Coyotes, but as, ex uh, as an expansion team instead. So basically, mm. you keep them, but... I'm a little confused by that. So you would just re-roster them? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I think we're gonna right. we're gonna need a, a whole show on that idea. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <clears throat> <clears throat> um. All right. So, um, official beers of episode. I guess we'll do this. Uh, episode number three hundred and seventy-seven. Uh, you can follow each of us on the Untapped app. My handle is CPrice12. Jeff says J Ponder ninety-four. Which he's pointing to right now, very poorly. Uh, and Bill, well, I was is... actually pointing to Bill because I was going to tell you oh, to start with right. Bill. Okay. And Bill is—I thought you're pointing at your handle. Uh, Bill is Billy Blue Note thirty-three. So yeah, we will kicking off ep uh, season eleven, episode one of season eleven. We will start off with Bill for his beer of the show. What do you got, Bill? <clears throat> My beer of the show is the oh. founder's offering of Oktoberfest. Um, found it too late, um, but 
tonight at, at Total Wine, I found they have a barrel-aged version of this, an Imperial Oktoberfest, which I didn't know was a thing, um, but didn't have time to, to get it home and properly chilled. So I'll save that one for next week. I just realized Bye. the beer of the show is a acronym BOTS, which is yeah. it is. It's pointed out by Winning Unlimited, friend of the show. <clears throat> and he and he is uh, sporting a Blue Moon this evening. Solid everyday beer, I think. Oh, yep. yeah. One of my favorites. Yep. All right, uh, So for me, yeah. uh, first of all, Rick Kane, you are confusing the hell out of me. He also says <laughs> I'd also bring back the original Winnipeg Jets. How is that any different than just having the current Winnipeg Jets? I'm so confused. <laughs> so he wants to keep the Coyotes as an expansion team, but bring back I the original our, Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> maybe he's saying the original logos and jerseys. Maybe that's what he's saying. Now, the Minnesota mm. North Stars I can get behind. Let's or are you that. saying you want to like bring back Keith Kachuk and Timu Solani to play in the league? That would be interesting. Teppo Newmanen. Teppo yes. Newmanen. And then Winning Limited says, okay, okay, hear me out. An official LGB fantasy hockey So b- before you give him credit for that, I did get a text this week from Austin Lynch asking if we'd be interested in doing an official Let's Go Blues Radio <laughs> Fantasy Hockey League. I, I'm already in two. If we did it, I would do it. It's just I don't want to run it. I'm already I've already ran leagues. I'm I don't have the time. So if somebody else wants to set that up, I would totally join. I if go ahead, if Austin sets it up, I'll do it. Yeah, Austin can run it if he wants to run it. I, I he's he's an administrator on our YouTube uh, channel. He's yeah. he's a he's a he's a member of the show. Um yeah, I, I, I ran Bill knows I ran fantasy baseball and hockey leagues for and football for years. Yep. Long time. And I quit a handful of years ago because it just got to be too much. It's and, it's uh, too hard. It's there's too much yeah. going on. There's too much in life for me to worry about. Cause it's the same way. I, I just handed over my, one of my fantasy hockey leagues. I was the commissioner of for like yep. the last 10 years and I love it. It was fun, but it just got to be way too much. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I tired of uh, fantasy sports because I just, I, it was the same thing, no matter what fantasy baseball, fantasy hockey, it was just always me turning down John Coretta's um, <laughs> two for one trade specials. Um, oh, my friend in Chicago. Yeah. Every day, <laughs> every day. Get a two John, for one. John was really into it though. He took it serious. He yeah. He he won a handful of times too. So he was yeah. uh, he was all about it. <laughs> my my all time favorite of our fantasy sports was the weekend that we went away to the Ozarks and I had no prayer, no prayer of catching him in the championship week. And I didn't set my roster. And we got home Sunday night. On the way home, I just checked it to see what was going on, and I actually won. Wow. My my favorite, and I'll tell this very quickly, is back in it was like 06, 07-ish when Ilya Kovalchuk was far and away the best player in the NHL. My buddy Brian, um, he was uh he well, he was stoned. He was in the chat and he was like, So I want to tell you guys all I'm stoned, but I got the number one pick, so it doesn't matter. I'm gonna be fine. I'm taking Kovalchuk. I'm so excited. And you know, it goes three, two, one, boom, draft starts. And first pick is made. 
Steve Kona Walchuk. <laughs> <laughs> he had it. He had it organized by alphabetical, and he <laughs> instantly you just see in the chat. No, no, that's not who I meant. <laughs> wow. Uh, I was in I was in a football league one time where uh, somebody drafted Keyshawn Johnson first, like in the like first overall, and it was like and oh no 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 not first overall, it was an auto pick. That's what it was. Somebody wasn't there for it. It was an auto pick, and he had retired. <laughs> oh yeah, that's happened. <clears throat> and they drafted him. Yep. That was kind of funny. Yep. Uh, uh, so anyway, like, there you go. There you go, Austin. Um, I'm sorry. What were you going to say? I was retain his last uh, message was well, buddy. I'm fascinated with asking people about 32 team NHLs. <laughs> Interesting. I, yeah, I like it. I mean, like I you said, it. it's a good, like it's it. a good idea for a show. I, I, I like it. Something like that. <clears throat> we can, yeah. Yeah. Re redistribute the teams and uh, bring back some old ones. And yeah, keep I, I hope you don't think I was making fun of you, Rick. I, I appreciate oh, the comments. Were. But... No, I wasn't. You I just, were. yes, you were fascinated by those no, comments. What's different from the original Winnipeg Jets to the current Winnipeg Jets? <laughs> but I think I get what he's saying now. Maybe the jerseys and all that. But anyway, the answer to that question is the Atlanta Thrashers smell that came with them. Oh. Yes, there it is. I, um, if, it, if it were to me, the Atlanta Thrashers would never have been in the league ever. Oh, I disagree. Oh, you're wrong. I think Atlanta has gotten a bad shake two times in a row, and they have, they deserve a team. You want to put the Flames back in back in Atlanta? Move them no, back? I think it, I think going to Calgary was the right move for them. Okay, but I think I think Atlanta think the they, didn't, they didn't win one there? damn playoff game the entire time. The Thrashers <clears throat> were there. How do you expect to have a fan base if you can't even win a playoff game? I didn't think they had good teams. I didn't think they had good jerseys. I didn't think they. I had, love I, their jerseys. Well, oh, I love the baby blue. That's the only one I liked. Yeah, yeah. They, mm. Now that stupid T looking that T bird thing, that one was ugly. That I'll was give you terrible. That's that awful. Yeah. And the, and the and the Atlanta down the sleeve that was bad. I didn't like that. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, we are way <laughs> off topic. Uh, so so let's go. Let's let's touch on each of these one by one. Uh, so fantasy hockey, uh, winning unlimited or Austin Lynch. If either of you want to set up a league, I think all three of us would be in for playing. So you've I'll already play. got five teams right there. I haven't played hockey and I haven't played fantasy hockey in ten years, but I'll I'll It'd jump back fun. in. It and doesn't even have to be a pay league. We can just have some fun with it. Um, we need we, we need something get... though. We need... Yeah, there needs to be some kind of incentive. I don't Maybe know, like a punishment. Like, or or yeah, or like I don't know, five bucks. I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure winner, it out. The winner gets like twenty five dollars. I don't know. Or well, if you're stupid. interested, if if you're interested in doing a fantasy hockey league with us, reach out to us. But like I said, we probably won't be the one setting it up. I'll but play. We can pass on your information. Yeah. Um, do do we have any like poorly pressed um, t-shirts or even the Let's Go Blues radio hockey jerseys? It's like <laughs> slightly off center. That, that, that could be that could be the price. Yeah, there you go. I like that. I'll see if I'll see if blemished develop a, a shitty yeah. one for us. The blemished jerseys. <laughs> you know that would be awesome. Just the winner gets a. It's literally just like a jersey you get from Pure Hockey. And it just has in like terrible lettering. Let's go blues radio across the just, front. Yeah, on purpose. <laughs> yeah, Misprinted on yeah. purpose. Yep, <laughs> I agree. Uh, oh my goodness. Okay, winning unlimited says I'm setting up the league right now. Do you want me to set up the time during the show in the next week, Wednesday night, for the draft? 
Uh, I don't think we want to do that. Do we want to do that during the show? Mm. There might not be a whole lot to talk about. That's interesting. I might kind of go yeah. for that. that. Let's talk that off be air, fun. Adam. That's, yeah, yeah, that's we, interesting. We might do that. That be that might be that's a good cool. idea. Let's let's talk mm. about that. And we talked uh, about okay. We talked Producer about Chris. Adam. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Off the air before the show, we we did. Uh, Coolio had just passed away. I guess. Yep. Uh, Jeff brought it up, and Chris Bray also says, "Rest in peace, Coolio." So for yep. you, uh, you '90s gangster rap folks. Right. Well, it looks like Winning Unlimited's doing our fantasy hockey and uh, Austin. So again, Winning Unlimited, make sure Austin's included. Um, so we'll get him a team in there. And then obviously we have some spots to fill. So if you're interested, let us know. Um, back to beers of the show. Oh, wait, uh, oh, we didn't even get to you. No, we didn't. Uh, O'Fallon pumpkin beer is mine. This is uh, one of my favorite beers to drink all year. So it's the season. It's a beautiful day out in St. Louis and um, perfect day for a pumpkin beer. I had the O'Fallon vanilla pumpkin last week. Yes, you did. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of. I'm always pushing, digging the OG push, but O'Fallon they're all good. Beer. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my, I've got a, I've got a, a fall beer as well. I got the left hand brewing s'mores milk stout. Nice. Which is uh, pretty good. It's interesting story behind this beer the very first time i had it 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 tasted like an ashtray i don't know what i had before the beer to goof up my palate to make this beer taste like an ashtray <laughs> so somebody put their or, cigarette out your beer or, or or it tastes like a fire pit i was like it's you know it's a, like a, like i dropped the marshmallow into the fire pit and pulled it out and had ash all over it and that's what i ate and that's what the beer tasted like last the last time i had it and I don't know why, but it, it doesn't taste anything like that now. So it's 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 tasting much better now. Every now and then you do get a bad batch of beer. Sometimes it just works its way through. I've had that happen before where and that's that's what I thought maybe happened with that gummy bear beer from O'Fallon that oh. Winning Unlimited liked. Not yeah, a fan myself. As long as he's listening, Sorry, I got one right here. Oh. I can't drink it. I, this stuff awful. is awful. I, I give it to Adam. There you go. There's Adam, your. You there, this? If you win the league, you get, you get, <laughs> you get the rest beer. of my the rest of my gummy beer. Yeah, yeah. The uh, this is a strawberry lemonade. And I have a few of the. I've got about. Oh, gosh, I must have like five or six left um, of the twelve pack. It's just. Oh, I it's, I brought mine. So that's ugh. the beauty of playing uh of playing beer league hockey is whenever I have bad beer, I just load it in a cooler, and after our games, I'll be like, hey guys, I brought beer. And then everybody drinks my crappy beer. So that's the best part. Chris Bray with the early uh, front runner for comment of the show. I'm drinking 2% milk while eating Count Chocula. That's great. Good choice. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Perfect time of year for that. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Uh, oh, I, I almost went to grab my beer, which I just showed. Uh, we'll get into uh, the Blues preseason uh, games so far uh, on the other side of this break. Um, after our uh, a word from our friends at ID Life. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do, I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of rockinthatidlife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase one provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period two, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feeling of well-being 
which I need with the way I play. In Phase 3, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Uh, so the Blues are 3-0 and in the post in the postseason. <laughs> Preseason. God. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, I'd be, that would well, be great. I, all of a sudden we missed the whole regular season. I'd be kind of sad, actually. Yeah, episode one of season eleven is uh, <laughs> yeah. we're three and zero in the postseason. Right. Damn, we yeah. suck. How long do we fall asleep? Three and zero so far with wins against uh, the Coyotes, the Stella Stars, and the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Blues uh, knocked off the Coyotes in uh, in Trust Bank Arena in Wichita, Kansas. Last Saturday, five to four, uh, Jake Neighbors had two goals and an assist, and Logan Brown scored twice, including the game-winning goal with just over four minutes remaining in the game. Uh, Blues were trailing. Uh, this is come from behind win, uh, trailing by one with ten minutes to go, something like that. Uh, second game was uh, Blues four Dallas. Hang on, hang on real quick yes, with that yes, first game. Yes, I just yes. want to say real quick. Uh, I found it funny. Uh, so first of all. I know you guys enjoyed watching that game, right? Because, man, that was just a back and forth. Oh, wait. No, no, yeah. no. Nobody watched that game unless you were in the arena. Um, Why wouldn't you televise it, especially if it's in, like, a different arena? Why wouldn't you do that? I don't get that. Because And that, people are saying, well, what about, well, it's probably that the camera angles are bad. I'm like, first oh, of all, first of all, every arena like that has a scoreboard that has the game feed. So you're telling me you can't just, on the Blues app or even on the Coyotes app, just be like, hey, we're going to stream this game. It's just the game feed. No announcers. Fine. Give me something. I want to watch the game. Just uh, stream all, it to it's, YouTube. It's free. It's an ECHL arena. So you know they have the camera angles there. That's not an issue. So I don't I don't get that. That pissed me off. Um, and then it's. I also wanted to say one more thing about this. So I was so desperate to try and find this game to where I could watch it. I even like went on a bunch of Wichita news uh, websites, hoping maybe somebody was like, hey, we're actually going to be streaming the game on our site or on our channel. And I was going to find it. Nothing like that. So, um, but the funny thing was that every Wichita story uh, about the game was, is the NHL thinking of coming here? Will we have an NHL team? And I'm thinking, mm, sorry to tell you, Wichita, uh, if nope. uh, that area is getting a team, it's not going to be in Wichita. It'll be in Kansas City. So I just found mm. that uh, kind of comical that that was every news site in Wichita was talking about that. But does the fact that the NHL is still trying to force a team in the Arizona market, like, does that not give markets like that hope? Like, there's no reason for NHL to be here. It doesn't seem to work, but they're going to force it. I don't know. True. The, I, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it is kind of funny that we look back on it and the Coyotes are still in Arizona. <laughs> they literally do not want to be there. <laughs> um, not a good what game was, for the. Go ahead. What? I was, what was Wichita had 
one of the they were one of the big steamers rivals back in the 80s weren't they wichita was, wings yeah i think that's what it was it was I, I couldn't remember the name of it but san diego soccers wichita tacoma stars tacoma stars yeah yeah wichita, uh, i want to say it was wings yeah that was mls soccer right uh misl misl major indoor soccer yes. league Looking it up. Wichita. Bell, did you just get a message from Adam? Because oh. <laughs> I did. I thought I think I heard your phone ding. No, that was my, I, that was my phone. Oh, that was I don't yeah, have probably yeah, is I don't I don't have um I'm not signed into my Facebook account on my yeah. phone. Every every MILS uh, soccer Wichita comes up with the MLS FC Wichita, so mm. forget it. Forget it. I'll find it. I'll find it while you you make okay. your point about Wichita. Well, I think he's moving on to the next game. Right? <laughs> I was. Well, actually, I was going to say ahead. that not a good game for goaltenders because uh, John Gilly started for Arizona and gave up three goals on eight shots. Uh, uh, the Blues goaltending, Vincent gave up one goal on eight shots, and Hofer allowed three goals on eight shots uh, in relief. So not not the best stat game for the goalies in this game, but the Blues did pull out the win, uh, come from behind win in the third period. Uh, St. Louis four, Dallas zero uh, in game number two. Logan Brown scored his third goal of the preseason in the shutout win versus the Stars. Uh, Josh Levo scored two goals, uh, who has looked quite good, I thought, in the pre uh, preseason so far. And uh, William Bitten scored his first of the preseason uh, in the third period. Uh, Grice and Elias were in net uh, for the combined shutout uh, in Dallas. And uh, Anton Kadobin made 11 saves on 13 shots for Dallas. And Jake Ottinger... Came in and made 13 saves on 15 shots in relief. This was Dallas's preseason opener. And I, yeah, Grice, Grice played that first period, uh, and then Ellis played the next two. Um, I didn't think they were tested that much. Uh, I thought Dallas looked, I mean, I thought they looked. I know it's preseason, but, man, they did not impress me one bit. And, what? and it was Wait, funny. So, I, so you're telling me that preseason performance does not translate into – how they're going to play in the regular season, Jeff? No, that's exactly that's... what I'm saying. <laughs> because don't start saying that if you don't mean that. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll say with this game, the thing that, that and I know I messaged, I actually I think I put it on Twitter. Um, the thing that surprised me, what I totally forgot about, was that Dallas had hired Peter DeBoer as their yeah. head coach. And so when I saw him on the bench, I just, I literally did the the face palm and I'm just like, <laughs> oh, Dallas, what are you doing? And I think it's going to be a rough year for them. I, 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 they could surprise and they might, and I think they'll be a playoff team, at least in the hunt, but Peter DeBoer, I don't get it. I mean, I know that the NHL is all about recycling coaches, but that guy has, has what has he ever proven to anybody? So he keeps getting work. His legacy is first-year success. That's what I worry about. I, I worry that he's going to get one more good run out of Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan, right? And, you know, is Pavelski still there? I, I did not get a chance to watch this. So I, I think they have they have enough of a, a group, and obviously with, with Robertson and then the young Finns on that team they're they, they have a chance of, of making some waves in the central. 
Um, you know, if you believe the Dom article um, with how bad <laughs> the Blues are, um, I think Dallas could be a problem, especially in a DeBoer first year. Um, but I also think I expect more so for Dallas to to be like the team where it doesn't work at all for him. So, yeah, uh, they. Uh, oh, go ahead, Kirk. I was just gonna say, you know. Uh, what I tweeted out, you know, imagine paying to see a Dallas Stars preseason game, then getting shut out and not getting to celebrate a single goal, and then living in Texas after the game. That's rough. That's rough. I lived in Texas. I uh, I have no comment. <laughs> uh, no, I I I in this game talking about the Blues. Uh, first of all, goalies. I didn't think were. There was a little push at the end of the third period that that I thought Ellis looked pretty good in. Uh, other than that, not really tested too much. Uh, Will Bitten is somebody who we talked about in the um, in the summer uh, with um, with our friend Vanessa Graff, uh, who watches all the Springfield games and says, you know, he could be a surprise guy to make the Blues as a fourth liner. And again, it's preseason; we don't know. It, it, but a guy who's battling for a, a spot and might be here and be one of the last cuts. What you want to see in preseason from some of these guys is their battle and their willingness and uh, to 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 step in and play good hockey, and that way you know, okay, this guy is going to be one of the first call ups this year. I think that's a big thing with some of these guys. Josh Levo, if he doesn't make the team, clearly could be a number one call up for the Blues. Same thing with Will Benton. I think he's proven in last year's playoffs and now in preseason. He's a guy that could step in and have a Nathan Walker type showing if you need to call him up midseason. And I think that's part of what the Blues coaching staff is looking for. Like, okay, who has the push, the drive to really step in when we need him to and play big minutes if there's injuries on this team? And right now, we you mentioned Levo. Will Bitten's right there with him. Uh, Adam Gold posted the uh, – I do believe he was publicly posted the – yeah, Tennessee hockey link in the in our the Facebook chat, right? <laughs> How many people are going to join this? I don't know. We'll see. I'm uh, joining and, right now. <laughs> yeah, I will too. But again, let's make sure we we leave room for Austin because it was originally his idea that yes. I never brought up with anyone else. <laughs> right? Is it? I didn't. It does, do have, is it password protected? Does he share the password? Is this anybody can join this or how are we doing this? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. Let's not worry about it during the show. All right. Wow. It's, I, I, I want to worry about it. Uh, <laughs> so do I, but we shouldn't. <laughs> uh, last night, the Blues uh, beat the Chicago Blackhawks 4-1 to one, uh, in Chicago. It's always fun to uh, stick it to Chicago. Preseason, regular season, playoffs, street hockey, all-star game, skills competition, bubble hockey, NHL 23, cornhole, baseball. Doesn't matter. Uh, don't forget underwater Joe wrestling, underwater That's Jello nice. wrestling, uh, underwater yeah. basket weaving, all the underwaters. Uh, but I, I mean, this game was close for most of this game. Chicago was dominating actually shots on goal, um, for most of the game, first two periods anyway. Uh, but O'Reilly did score first late in the first period on the power play on a nice deflection on a shot from uh, Braden Shen. Uh, Cole Gutman tied the game for Chicago very late in the second. For the Blues own the third period with three goals, so 8.57 into the third on the power play. Fox scored on a partial screen from the uh, high slot, low glove side, just inside the post. 
A few minutes later, uh, Luce Griffin got his, that's a good name, Luce Griffin, uh, got his first of the preseason uh, from O'Reilly and Cairo. And then uh, Nikita Alexandrov got his first of the preseason as well from Kostin and Kessel with about three minutes left in the game. Uh, I thought Bennington played really well in this game. Uh, goes without saying. I mean, he, he stopped 20-21. Uh, played the first two periods. That yeah, save he made on that, Taves? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that guy's still in the league? Made some yeah. nice saves. Yeah. That's, Is he trying out was... for the team? <laughs> yeah and i thought it was i thought it was interesting getting the chicago feed and you know like they're they are so setting up for the trade deadline move of patrick kane like, oh yeah this this is his swan song and you know it's going to be the same thing for for Taves, but it, all the focus is going to be on on kane the only way Taves is going anywhere is if they move a prospect with him i don't think Taves goes anywhere no does he he's, want he's awful. I think he'd be oh, happy to, honestly. So, you don't think someone would take him at the deadline for veteran leadership in one of the playoffs? No. Oh, no. I do. I do. No. In a second. That dude's yeah. nothing. He doesn't belong on a playoff team. He put him on third or fourth line? Oh, yeah. No. Yep. No. I will take any Blues player on this roster over Jonathan Taves. I'm not saying I want him. I'm saying somebody will. I would take... Any player on any playoff roster over Jonathan Taves. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So I you're think saying he is, he's the one of the worst players in the league. I think he is a bad player on a bad Blackhawks team. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was not saying he's one of the worst in the league. Maybe he is, but he is not the player he was. He has fallen hard. And part of that has to do with some medical issues, so I feel for him. I'm not trying to just dog the guy, but... I just don't see anybody needing a Jonathan Taves at this point in his career. Now, I I see him as the probably the depending. Obviously, his contract's awful, but you know if if you can pick him up at the trade deadline, like a change of scenery, I I think he's the kind of guy that can dig deep enough to make a strong playoff push. Like I don't if you were if you're a, a team trying to get in don't make the trade for him but if you're a veteran team looking to add that that depth like totally go for it i don't do it (laughs) (laughs) sorry completely disagree i i I see your point but i would strongly disagree no i i wouldn't want him either but i i mean but i i think some team teams take on all kinds of stupid contracts I yeah. think somebody will take him. Yeah, no, for it, veteran leadership alone. I think right, and 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 let me be clear. I'm I'm not advocating that the St. Louis Blues right. go out no, and get I, him. I I'm thinking think, oh, no. I'm thinking Washington Capitals, Boston Bruins, some team Ooh. that like that's that needs an injection. That's that's such a Boston Bruins move. How do you take Isn't on it, that though? cap hit though? They they wouldn't be able to take <sighs> on that cap hit. Uh the cap hit wouldn't be much of anything at the deadline. It's 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 prorated, so it wouldn't be a yeah, whole lot. But, but doesn't he have one year left after this year? Uh, does, does he? he? I thought I, no. I, him and I Kane, thought both uh, of them were expiring this year. Him and Kane were the same. I thought that's that's all what all that talk was. All that nonsense talk. Uh, mm. Oh, so while Jeff looks it up, uh, Vadim Zrenko played. Um, it was a net for the Blues in the third period and stopped all ten shots he faced. He also played well, uh, but there were two two stories to this game one was the blues power play going three for three 
not uh, not any much time on I don't think any of them uh, scoring right away. Impressive looking power play looked every bit as good as it did last season uh, during the season when they finished what's had the second best power play uh, in the league. Um, now they're four for ten on the power play in three games in the play in the uh, preseason. Granted, three of those were against Chicago, um, and they were one for seven prior to this game, but still. The others, yeah. Who has a worse Who has a worse season, Chicago or Arizona? Arizona, Chicago. I'm gonna say Chicago. Chicago, yeah. Chicago They're like bad. just bailed. Yeah. They should be. You know, based on how they've been the past three or four years, they should be better now than they are. I mean, yeah. just going by you know how teams don't like to probably rebuild longer than a few years. It seems like they screwed up and they just started to rebuild last season when they've been bad for like three or four years. Well, it's like they, they took the shot and said, okay, we've got these young guys and to bring it, uh, Kubalik, um, you know, and obviously Taves and Kane with their leadership. Uh, let's go get Jones. Let's go get a goalie and flurry. And within a couple of years, I think they, for whatever reason, they just thought, and just like the media, Oh, we're a playoff team again. Oh, it doesn't remember just that- happen. Overnight, it was was last season, right? Where there were a number of uh, experts that said the the Hawks were going to make the playoffs over the Blues. Yeah, and we're going to talk about another terrible predictor uh, (laughs) a little bit later, an enemy of the show, as we call him. But um, at least that's what I call him. But uh, no, I, uh, I, I just, I think they bailed, and they were just like, "Oh shit, we're not going to make the playoffs this year." Okay, get rid of everyone. Sorry, Seth Jones. We just signed you to an eight hundred bazillion dollar contract. Yeah. Uh, we're just gonna bail on everything, and it's just. But hey, you like, get to live in the was, Windy City. Yeah, right. You know, and play for a shit team, and probably Dodge get booed every night. Yeah. 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 Oh, it yeah. was just it just terrible management by that by that organization. Which Does Seth Jones have going an going back before the Stanley Cup years? This is what we've come to expect from the Blackhawks, right? Is just terrible player management. Yeah, there and you know, and part of me is laughing, but part yeah. of me is like, come on, it's more fun when you guys are good, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? When we're both we're both up near the top, you know, fighting for playoff positioning. That's fun. Come on, guys, get your heads out of your asses. It's it's weird that mm-hmm. like Colorado and like Minnesota are the big rivals, which I'm okay with. Don't get me wrong. Colorado, but, yeah. Man, Chicago like, needs Chicago needs to be in there, man. That's yeah. that's that's the best. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm still kind of reveling in the you know what what I the narrative I like is the blues knock the hawks off. Right. We finally knocked them off in 2016 and they haven't been able to recover. We broke them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we they haven't won a playoff them. game since and I don't count the bubble. That's yeah. why I say that. The, yeah. the bubble they they had that that nice little run not as good as Montreal's but it was a nice little run <laughs> it didn't count that was a goofy ass year it didn't count yeah it was um, uh, and, and then and then one other thing too about the goalies uh uh Vadim is it Vadim Zarenko that's how you say his name correct how do I say um, yeah there's there's some that. talk that he's a guy that could challenge Thomas Grice now Grice has looked good to start and I. I think all three of us agree that as a veteran backup for Bennington, he'll be, I think he'll be fine. Um, but there's some talk that, that this Russian kid could step in and, and be a good challenge for him. And 
if there's a call up, it's going to be him over anyone else. Him over Hofer. Hofer. You think? There's some talk of that. I don't know if I believe that, but there's some talk of it. Would you say people are saying? I was just going to say that. <laughs> some <laughs> people are saying. No, you, the, can actually, the... you can actually look up this uh, and see oh, okay. that there are people actually saying this. Okay, so it's not just a Trumpian <laughs> statement. Okay. No. 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 But but really, while we're on the subject, I I didn't get to get on get in on the Twitter conversation today. Uh, but the setup, his gear, pretty solid. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. And, and I think I I think we have we've hit a point in the evolution of goalie gear, especially with uh, the the ability to print beautiful graphics on goalie pads like it's it's just we're gonna see some some amazing stuff going forward um i i'll say um you know the i i love the design i, I love the incorporation the the uh vertical incorporation of the blue the wing part of the blue note uh on the pads um and yeah I, I agree with you kurt that his if he if he would have a you know fully done a helmet yeah to complete yeah. the look it would be great yeah. Yeah. but uh you know i i don't know i i i still kind of like charlie lindgren's setup from last year it was very undersold very underrated but he had he the uh it wasn't like the thing that stood out. It was just highlighting, but the um, the musical notes, the bars, incorporated into his blocker, into all of his equipment. As and I thought it was beautiful, and was was sad that those weren't available at the um, at the Blues Garage Sale this year. I would have I would have broken laws to buy those. <laughs> Uh, apparently Austin Lynch is uh hell yeah he's apparently in for the fantasy league so good okay well I'm glad we saved him a spot <laughs> yeah. even though I don't um, like him the the other uh story from last night's uh, game and probably the biggest story since other shit doesn't matter um was uh, the injury to Perunovic uh, late in the first period as he went back into the corner of his own zone put his arm up against the glass to brace for a check um came out of the corner injured and went right to the bench and did not return. The game camera didn't clearly show exactly what happened to his arm as they cut to the camera behind the goal, and which was a bad decision because you couldn't see shit. Um, so uh, as it was his left shoulder, arm and wrist, which uh, is the same side he had shoulder and wrist surgery on prior uh, and returned in the playoffs uh, against Minnesota last season. So there's some concern there as far as a re-injury goes. Uh, as of earlier this evening, there was no update on Prunovich. It's funny because you see people uh, tweeting uh, on Twitter. But, well, where else would you well, tweet? Uh, Facebook. <laughs> right. uh, asking asking Rutherford just like, like an hour ago, any update on Prunovich? Like he's withholding information, right? Yeah. Uh, and not or like people. Or like Armstrong just texted like Ar- Rutherford <laughs> and is like, hey, by the way, it's 8 p.m. and I have an update. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> so, um, but last night after the game, Berube was quoted as saying uh, of Prunovich, he's had a tough go with injuries. 
you feel bad for a kid like that. He worked hard all summer and was ready to come in and prove himself. It's an unfortunate thing. We'll see how the injury is on Wednesday. He didn't look good coming off. So no. like, yeah, my impression was that it, it was either because he dropped the stick right away and it Hold seemed it. seemed like he was skating off slumped over. I, my impression was shoulder or broken wrist. And either one of those is, you know, or is is just he. Yeah. Yeah. Repeat it, it injury. You, he's he's done. It makes you worry because I remember and and the, the player mm. I think of, which obviously he turned it around, uh, is David Perron. There was a period there where it seemed like Perron was getting hurt. You know, we had the bad concussion, obviously, what was it 98 games he was out. But there was a couple other little things that seemed to keep happening. T.J. Oshie, too. Uh, early in their career, kept getting hurt. And it was just, at at one point, I remember telling my friends, like, guys, at this point, if Oshie's on the team or if Perron's on the team, it's just a plus. Let's just move ahead like they're not even on the team. And maybe that's the way we need to look at Perunovic right now because it does seem like this is just going to be an injury thing that's going to keep occurring. Um you do worry that obviously it's a re-injury, which if that happens, there are going to be a lot of reasons for that, not just the play itself, because it was a nothing play. Uh, it could just be, you know, I don't know. We've talked about it before with Tarasenko. Loose cartilage, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, can lead to that kind of thing. But at the same time, it's a little concerning because it wasn't a big light-up hit. It wasn't even really a hit. It was just a nudge into the boards. It's something that defensemen get. Right. you know, nine, 10 times a game. So that is where it's concerning for me, because is this something where it's like, okay, he's just, he doesn't, he doesn't one, he doesn't know how to take contact or two, basically, as everybody would say, is he made of glass? Is it just that he's yeah. going to keep getting hurt? So you right. have to if hope that maybe there's a re-injury here and it's just, Hey, we need to, as, what, as weird as that sounds, they just go in and clean up whatever needs to be cleaned up. He's fine in a couple weeks, couple months. You know, as, as far as him being injury prone, you know, he, he had he was asked about that, and just a few days uh, a few days ago, and he said he had never been injured in his career before, until he had the shoulder and the wrist thing, and the doctors when he hurt his wrist, had said that his wrist injury was fluky. It was a fluky kind of injury. Um, so honestly, I mean, he had the shoulder and the wrist back to back. So that was, I mean, it kind of gave people the impression that he might be injury prone, um, which maybe was unfair, but then you have this now. Uh, now we don't know how bad it is. Hopefully they come out tomorrow and say, been reevaluated, x-rays were negative or whatever, you know, it's just, you know, it's sore and hopefully he's fine. Hopefully that's the case. But um, if this is like you said, Jeff, a re-injury, um, of the same thing, or it doesn't even matter if it's the same thing to me. If it's another injury in the same same shoulder, same wrist, elbow, whatever, it's like Jesus Christ. That's one more thing. That's three injuries in, in how long? So uh, dare we whisper tough. the name Robbie Fabry right now? I know, right? Mm. You got to look at Robbie Fabry's career and ask if he had injury issues before he came to the NHL. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, Is just, this a Blues doctor's issue? Yeah, is Tarasenko right? 
you know, I, I just, you know, with Prunovich, obviously he didn't get, uh, you know, he wasn't getting all the reps during the playoffs, but when he, when he ran the power play during the playoffs, we were incredible. Yep. Right. And he, it was like a, a coming out party for him. And, you know, just like Robbie Fabry and the 2016 postseason, like, man, this guy is amazing. And then, you know, the fluke injury, uh, the, the, the re-injury, the 1%, was it? Wasn't that what Doug Armstrong said? There was a 1% chance that that could happen. Yeah, uh, that's, that's what, yep. yeah, that's, that's all I could think about today was ah, this, this is our new Robbie Fabry. Uh, if, if he's out long-term, I mean, so you've got Mikola left from the Mikola Prunovich, you know, uh, they get more ice time because Scandella is out, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Now, if Prunovich is out too, so you're down Scandella and Prunovich. I mean, you've got Mikola now who's going to be logging. He's the guy, right? Third mm-hmm. pairing. So he's he's he'll get a lot of ice time, which is good for him. And I'm actually not worried about that. I like him. But does Armstrong make a move? Maybe a depth move uh, in case we do have an injury? Um mm to replace that or does he does he put a package together for chicken you know or something of that nature which you know people are speculating now on on twitter and and social media it's like oh prunovich is down go get chicken now which right, is funny because it's which, it's that easy it's that easy yeah. and it's like yeah just put put together a package of uh you know a, a hurt scandela you know and hofer and a third round pick <laughs> that'll get it done uh-huh. And D'Agostini, sure. Yeah. Wait, can can I try to can I can I try to uh, do a callback to one of our all time greatest hits here? Why not Griffin Loose? <laughs> <laughs> Why not Griffin Loose? <laughs> I feel like his name should be. Uh, no, it's loose. It's loose Griffin. It's loose Griffin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, loose Griffin. I think of like. Uh, no, is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. No, I thought. No, his first, his last name is Luce. What? I gotta look it up. Uh-huh. Griffin Luce, elite prospect. Griffin Luce, you're right. It is Griffin, Griffin Luce. What did I say? I said Luce Griffin, didn't I? I did. Yeah. yeah. It should be Luce Griffin. That's my fault. Because it sounds like a Griffin got loose. Right. From Viani. <laughs> and that's going to be a problem. <laughs> I don't know. Do you, I mean, do you, do you guys want, I mean, let's say, uh, worst case scenario, Prunovich is out you know, eight weeks or 10 weeks, whatever it is. So did, would you want Armstrong to make a move to acquire someone? Or do you, would you rather roll with Perunovich, uh, with uh, Mikola, uh, filling that, that left-handed D void. And that was, we had what, there was a, 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 a depth strength in the blues. I, I don't call it a strength, but they had a lot of left-handed D to choose from, but now they don't. Uh, if Perunovich is gone, do they, roll with Mikola and then just if there's an issue or Mikola struggles they they you know bring some folks up from Springfield or what uh, what, what would you want them to do go ahead Bill what do I want them to do, um, what do you- I mean if if I, I think if they're going to take a serious look at bringing in Jacob Chikrin it's it's going to be a much bigger move that's going to reconfigure a lot more than just the left side of our D I mean, you know, we're talking forwards are moving as well. And I don't know that you want to do that kind of tinkering, you know, depending on 
what they see, right? It, who knows what what they're feeling with the rest of the roster, um, you know, in terms of the forwards. Um, you know, you've got some some of these uh, guys that they brought in on tryouts or you know two way contracts that are looking pretty good. So maybe if you have a you know if have an opportunity to unload a Barbashev or somebody in this package deal, you can do that. But I think I think probably what you do is you're going to sit you're going to sit and you're going to roll with Mikola. Mikola's got a lot of NHL minutes under his belt. Then you can give a guy like Luce a, a shot as the seventh guy coming out of camp or Santini even. I, you know, I, I think they may want to look at the right side of the D rather than, you know, just be another left-handed defenseman there for the sake of a left-handed defenseman. Yeah, I think Steven Santini, honestly, I, I remember uh, we had Luke Korak on last last summer and that was one thing he said is the Blues are very high on Steven Santini. They they like him as a defenseman, and that's why they want to keep him around. And that he's a guy that you can plug in when you need him to. And I think he's looked fine in the short time he's spent as a Blue um, when he's up here. Uh, but, yeah, I I, uh, I could see them saying, okay, Pernovich is out. Let's roll Santini. Uh, you know, you got young guys, a, a Tyson you got Galloway. Rosen. Callie oh, Rosen's don't forget Callie guy. Rosen. Yeah. 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 He's he's been a great dark horse. For I, Blues, I uh, liked w Rosen expected. from what I said in the playoffs. I thought he was I thought he was okay. Yeah, solid, solid back there. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I could see that. I think the blues, I don't think they I I if I'm Doug Armstrong, I am trying to make pitches for Jacob Chikrin just to see if there's a chance of getting him. I mentioned before I would take Chikrin over Pareko at this point in their careers. So you'd move uh, that's a whole Pareko for if I could, deal. but the problem is you, you can't. You're not going to move him. He's got a no trade, right? Yeah, uh, it is. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, but well, yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I would take a Chikrin over a Pareko. But I'm just saying that's a whole other argument. That's a whole other thing. I think you still try to get him no matter what, even if Pareko is healthy. But um, yeah, I think I think. I don't think they go out and make a move just because of this. I think they roll with what they have. And yeah, if they get into trouble early in the season, maybe they look to making a, a, a deal to kind of replace Perunovic's spot. But again, I think at this point, the Blues are looking at it like, let's just assume Perunovic isn't on this team. And when he joins, it's a bonus. It's like making a trade. <laughs> uh, can't really trade Pareko until... Uh, July 1st, 2028, if he doesn't want to be moved, because uh, that's when he can submit a 15-team no-trade list and a modified no-trade clause kicks in. So hmm. yeah. there you go. Jesus, you'll be like 60 <laughs> at that point, right? <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be forgetting his name and everything. <laughs> yeah, well, you already do that. Yeah, right. You'll be you'll be calling him uh, uh, Pareko Colton. Pareko Colton, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's typically the radio, uh, the sports talk uh, radio calling person. Paranko. Yeah. 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 You, you guys were you guys were mentioning Perjinko. Uh, Mikola. <laughs> uh, I was listening to the call. I didn't watch the game last night, but uh, I was driving somewhere and I was listening to the call on one 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 with Kerber and uh, uh, Joey. And uh, they were marveling at. Mikola. And I've said before on the show that um, I think he's going to be one of those guys who has a fine NHL career. He's not going to be one of those guys that 
is going to be prolific. He's going to be highly touted by all the teams. Oh, we just, oh, we fear playing Nico Mikola. I do think he's going to have a fine NHL career, though, and I think we are seeing the start of that. I've always he's a, liked Mikola. He's another Yanni Hockenpah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always liked him. I, 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 I mean, I generally speaking, I, I've always liked. I mean, yeah, he's as up and down, but I've always, I've always liked his play. I like what he brings. He's a big guy. He's not afraid to rough it up. Um, he's a big body in front, and he plays well. He's fast. I like him. I, I, I don't. I mean, some people. I think some people are kind of like, uh, oh no, you know, we're we're in trouble because we have to go with Mikola. I like Mikola. I think I'd rather go with Mikola than uh, a few other guys that they. I, I'm scan, I'd rather go with Mikola and Scandella any day of the oh, week. Oh yeah, I would. Too, but they yeah. weren't. But they I, probably weren't going to do that. And let's face it, too, Mikola is still a young NHL defenseman. He's mm. still ripe. Like I, we haven't seen a veteran Nico yet. You know, we'll see. Maybe maybe we start seeing that blossom a little bit this season. But we were still seeing some of those rookie mistakes last year. I think you're going to start seeing those nipped in the bud a little bit this season. So takeaways from the preseason so far after three games. I know there's a, there's five games left to go, so they have a ways to go for uh, to get a better look at a lot of players. But uh, so far, you know, power play looks pretty good. Uh, Logan Brown has impressed. Um, he's been he's looked great. He's again, it's preseason, but right, uh, right. the dude has looked like he belongs playing in a top six role against some, I mean, the blues have played some good NHLers, you know, they're, they're these, these aren't just, you know, guys that aren't going to be playing in the NHL that they've played all, all year so far. They've played some, some good talent and Logan Brown has back checked. Well, uh, obviously he's putting up the points. He's looked good on the offensive zone. He's leading the rush. Um, and he looks like he's in position. So again, we saw that. I think when he, first came up last season he's really impressed and then he kind of fell into the mix a little bit so so mm -hmm. let's hope that doesn't happen again but to start this preseason he's looked really good and that's my knock on him is that he'll look good for a few games and then fall off for 15 you know and it's just like ugh. i think i think he needs to now granted i i've said before every nhl player is somewhat inconsistent you know, if you're not in, if you're, if you're a consistent hockey player, then you've got a long, good career ahead of you. So it's a lot of players are just not, are naturally inconsistent. They'll, they'll have a good few games. They'll have a bad few games or an off few games or not as productive. Um, so they just go through uh, ups and downs. And I think that's been his issue, uh, but a little more pronounced as far as like disappearing for a while, because he looked great. When he first came up, like you said, Jeff, but then he and then he like was invisible completely for a handful of games. You're like, where'd he go? So that that can't happen. You can't have him doing that, mm. so, especially in a top six. I think I think him cracking a top six would be that's best case scenario. I think he's like, oh, he's that's like not happening guy. on this yeah. team. But I'm no, saying in preseason, he looks like he belongs in a top six. He's he's a he's a third line guy at best, I think. But mm -hmm. um, I thought. O'Reilly's being O'Reilly. Bennington looks pretty good. Neighbors might make the third line. Talking about, you know, I mean, so depending on where Brown slots in, if he makes the team, if Neighbors slots in, they, you know, they could be, they're going to affect each other, maybe. Maybe Neighbors I plays think, in top six. I think it's Neighbors' spots to lose. I, I think the minute David Perron walked, the first thought in Doug Armstrong's and, and Craig Berube's head was, okay, Jake, it's your time to shine. 
So, so I, I was thinking about this earlier. Like, I, I, I agree with that. I, I think Neighbors is the guy. But I, I found it interesting that Tyler Pitlick came to camp and he's wearing number nine. I think, I think that's going to be Neighbors' number once, once he finally makes this roster for good. I think we're going to see Neighbors wearing the number nine. I don't know. Uh, I, I only caught last night's game so far um and pitlick was noticeable but i didn't think he was effective so and you know i i I would like there to be some kind of intrigue there like you know it coming down between neighbors and pitlick and neighbors wants that number more and beats him out but uh Rick Kane is still talking about the 32 teams in the YouTube chat, which well, I think is funny. Yeah, he, Ken, he's all about it. Our our buddy Ken Morris joined, and he threw out there that that thought first: Milwaukee, yeah. Houston, and Portland. Ah, uh, he did. You're right. Yeah, he did. Yep. Which is right there. There it is. Milwaukee, yep. Houston, Portland should have franchises. Hmm. Look at that classic car in, in Ken's picture. What is that there, Ken? That's a that's a butte. That's a 50, it's a Chevy. It's a 55, 54. It's actually that, that car is like my mom calls that her car. If she had, that's her dream car. Your mom's a liar. <laughs> uh, my mom I don't lies even know. about the kind of car even, she likes. <laughs> I can't even justify what I was, why I said that. I think I, I think you like had it pop in it. your head. You said it before you thought it through. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, we'll talk uh, jerseys, uh, jersey ads, and helmet ads. Uh, plus, uh, the athletic Dom's model once again uh, hates on the blues. So, what else is new? We'll get into that mess after we hear from our friends at Center Ice Brewery. Do you like hockey? Of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Center Ice Brewery. That's right. Center Ice Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. So you've seen the ads in action. Stiefel is the sponsor on the jerseys, and Car Shield is the sponsor on the helmets. Your thoughts on this? I mean, there, uh, there, there are people, there are a wide range of, of opinions on these ads on the uh, on the jerseys and helmets. So I'm, I'm curious to see what you guys think of these after seeing them in action. Uh, first of all, Ken Morris in that picture is this 1960 Corvette I've owned since 1983. Oh, Ken, drive that, drive, drive that down here because uh, I'd love to see that. Um, that's beautiful. Uh, 69 Corvette is my dream car. Um, yeah, it is. Anyway. Yeah, it is. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. You know, I I actually think the car shield logo on the helmet is I think it's pretty slick. I like it. Mm-hmm. I actually think it, it fits the jersey. It's it's a similar color, if not the same blue shade. Uh I'm all for it. 
You know that I the 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 what I noticed and I didn't really think about it until I saw it on the ice was it's 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 kind of a it kind of works, you know, the the logo the sponsor being Car Shield on a mm-hmm. helmet. It's a mm-hmm. shield for your head. It kind of works, I guess. I don't know. If you're if you're going to like try and rationalize, you know, logos on things. Um I think it could be much worse. I think it's a thousand times better than the green enterprise enterprise block from last season uh, that stood out. This blends in with the jersey. I think I think the stiefel on the jersey is. I mean, obviously, I think I'd rather them not have these at all. I'd rather them have on the helmet the blue note and on the jersey nothing. That's my ideal situation. But with that said, since ads or logos and sponsors are on uh, helmets and the jerseys, I think this is probably about as good as we could hope for as far as looks and and not looking stupid goes um stiefel is clean it doesn't it's not a different color it blends in nicely it, th- these are the kinds of things that are going to not be thought about in halfway through the season they're going to just like blend in with the entire thing i think so you know it's you know it's really beautiful that stiefel is that uh, they're actually going to be the sponsors of my team's New Jersey's too. So I'm like, oh. we're going to have the same thing. And I'm like, that's actually kind of cool. We're going to match the blues. That's that's mm. going to be pretty sweet. Very nice. Yep. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I, I just, I hate the idea of, you know, car warranty companies in general. So <laughs> I hate, I, I yeah. and I, I really don't like the, uh, TV advertising that um, you know that the, the campy ass commercials with Maroon and O'Reilly and Pang um, for Car Shield. I mean, local company, great, but I don't know. I didn't notice them at all on the ice, so it didn't really matter to me. Um, you know, I, I I think that I think you're right. It's better than the green Enterprise block. Right, that that just it was it clashed. Right, it, it it didn't make sense to have that on a blue helmet. So having having the colors match at least is great. And you know, Stiefel. Um, you know, I, I don't know how many people outside of St. Louis are going to know what Stiefel is, um, but the it you know it just it it blends in pretty well, right? And yeah, it, it it's it's not it's not detracting from the jersey whatsoever you know i, th- I think if they would have tried to go like with yellow lettering instead of the white um or the blue <clears throat> depending on what jersey they're wearing it's it becomes problematic but i, I think it's fine no i i i actually i and i think that's exactly what you're saying bill is that that Stiefel logo, it's just such a clean, it's just lettering is all it is. It's not, you know, it's not some wacky font either. It's not Minnesota's. I seen, yeah, I've actually, I haven't seen Minnesota's. What, what do oh, they have? It's, 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 I, let me pull it up. I, say, I was going to say, I haven't seen all the Jersey sponsors yet. So I, 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 can't, I don't have a frame of reference, but I, I just think like as long as it's a clean logo or it's just it's not a distracting, it's not super colorful, I think that is going to look fine on jerseys. I think this looks great. I have no problem with it. Like uh, Kurt said, I don't even notice it on the ice. Um, but, yeah, I – oh, here we go. Oh, that's, yeah. That's, no. <laughs> that would work for the Coyotes only. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call. Actually, I can see that on the the 
the uh, I can't think of what that's called. Yeah, Kachina, the Kachina jersey. Yeah, the Kachina jerseys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. For, oof, and, that's that's too distracting. And come on, Minnesota. Why did you, Surly? Why did you not step up? Surly would be perfect as a hockey sponsor. But well, I and like, I, I guess craft breweries aren't going to do that. It's the fact that it's like a, it's like a, you can see the outline right of, of the little square yeah. around it. It's a patch. Yeah. You get rid of the patch and it's like actually sewn on. I think it's looks, it's not great, but I think it looks it's better. Better. Yeah. I yeah. agree with you. It's better. Yeah. Oh, that just, it just looks like it's <laughs> like Velcroed on. That's a bad look. Yeah. It's terrible. And, and that's the general consensus of, <laughs> but, uh, of the thing. So, and Christopher, I'm not going to try and pronounce your last name. Lajoie. Uh Diamond Club. So it's an, maybe it's an adult uh, establishment. Just let me know if I said that right. I believe it's Lajoie. There's a, there's an NHL prospect, I believe, with that last name. So that's I the say reason I know it. <clears throat> um, it, it, it's probably Lejoie, but it, it it should be Lejoie. The Blues in in the early '90s, the Blues had a um, a prospect for, in Peoria, Dominic Lavois. It's very oh close. yeah. Uh, Whataburger <laughs> W is a jersey sponsor from Matt Harris. That I, <laughs> uh, if they again, I think if it matches the jersey, if they just turned it to like a black W. And I know you're kind of joking here, Matt, or like a green yeah. W. I don't think it's noticeable, but yeah, if they went with that bright orange, <laughs> oh man, I couldn't imagine that on those beautiful stars. <laughs> green and orange do go well together. Uh, not for a jersey sponsor. <laughs> oh yeah. man, no, I. Um, but yeah, back to the Blues jerseys. I think they're gonna have one of the cleaner looks in the NHL with the car shield. And with the Stiefel on the jersey, um, it'll be interesting to see what the other teams look like. Because, like I said, I haven't really paid too close attention to what the other teams are. I know Edmonton says they're not doing them at all, but I don't know what other teams have said that uh, as well. I, so, so you know, not to give too much away about my my professional life, but um, you know, Stiefel is a financial services company. They're regulated by the financial industry regulatory authority, otherwise known as FINRA. And there are rules in this industry um, that would require uh, approval for, and, and those are, those are really nice, very clean, but mm -hmm. uh, the, I don't like the, the away Jersey because uh, again, the patch, you can tell it's a patch, but it's about the white one. Yeah. The white one. Yeah. You can tell it's a patch. See, but, uh, here's the thing, though the the they're all patches on this screenshot that were that that is a uh, this is from SportsLogos.net, and I don't right. think that that's not what they wore. They were sewn on those yeah. those logos last night. Yeah, <clears throat> it could just be yeah, like you said, what what you pulled off the internet for it. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, my Matt stripper Harris. day job. That's that's my <laughs> stripper night job, Matt. Yeah, I was gonna say, come on. During the yeah. day, he has a he has a regular real job. At night, yeah. yeah, he's a stripper. But I was just kind of wondering aloud with the uh, the industry rules if if they actually had to uh, submit a jersey to to uh, Finra uh, to get um, 
to say that that is an improved advertising piece because it's highly regulated in the you're industry. right they probably do have to no yeah. i think about that which huh, you know what what happens if you if you actually you know do you said what do you, do you actually send one to the regulator just to be like ah see you can see each version and then you know a couple of years from now some random kid will be walking down the streets in new york city or wherever kansas city wherever uh, they get sent to for uh and why do you have a steeple blues jersey yeah right <laughs> anyway <clears throat> you can cut that part out so matt harris says uh i thought i saw you there during the day weird talking about a uh, strip club for bill uh you know uh, weekday or i mean weekend days he's there right you do you, you join with the b squad every now and then mm, c team c team c team <laughs> six <laughs> six is good i like six uh and oh so there's and of course with jersey uh, ads on jerseys and then helmets now well jerseys uh, uh specifically uh there's a lot of people who are upset and have said that they're not going to ever buy a jersey ever again because they think that these ads are going to be on the jerseys that they buy and if you buy them online this is coming from uh puck daddy on espn right uh but you buy them online there's no ads from NHL.com. No ads on the jerseys. And it's up to the individual teams uh, if they will place the ads on the jerseys when they sell them in their individual team stores in the arenas. So it's up to the teams. So I don't know what the Blues are doing in that regard, if they're going to put the ads on the jerseys when they sell them in the teams in the shop or what. But it's up to the teams. So if you don't want ads on the jerseys, you don't have to have them. You can buy them online. That's how you can get them. Um, maybe I, you could even talk to the team store and say, I don't want it, and they could take it off. I don't know. If I'm an NHL team <clears throat> across the league, I don't care what team I am, even if it's Toronto who's going to sell jerseys no matter what, uh, I'm selling them without the ads. And I'm saying if you want them on, we'll put them on. What, but, if, you, what if you can sell them at a discount? Well, that's a good point, maybe. Because honestly, if you're putting an ad on a jersey that you're selling, you should get it cheaper because you're advertising. But that's not how it works with apparel at all, right? No. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> how, how'd that work out for cable television? Right? Yeah, you're you're right. paying not for ads and that's all you get. Right. Right. Yep. Now I you know, I, I, I think the right decision for every NHL team would be to not sell them. Because you know you're you're getting mostly local market companies that probably are gonna change at least change their logo if not go out of business or be acquired by somebody else and in a couple of years like you're advertising for something that doesn't exist and I, I don't know I I think it comes down to each individual team's contract with their sponsor and how they did it um, but. You know, I, I certainly, you know, if, if I were to buy a Jersey this year and I'm very likely not to do that, um, I would not, I would not get one with the Stiefel, um, logo on it. Matt so Harris, I need the blues to be the Jersey sponsor for Chicago. <laughs> I mean, obviously the NHL would never allow that, but you think a team like Arizona, if like the blues were like, we'll be your Jersey sponsor but and we'll pay a triple. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's like if you're Arizona, like, you consider that, right? 
That's like CNN advertising on Fox News <laughs> yeah, right. for CNN, right? <clears throat> that didn't happen. Not so I much anymore, actually, but you know, but I, I was actually I, I get true what you're saying. I was curious. Oh, true. I was curious because Toronto on their jersey they went with the milk uh, on their the curse of milk. I was like, what for years? Toronto, I don't know if they still do in the in the penalty boxes or it was behind the bench, the, the ad on the board the behind the bench, it was gummies, 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 gummies. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Remember watching see that? Okay. I was yeah. like, I was hoping <laughs> that Toronto would have gummies, gummies, gummies on <laughs> their jersey for their ad. That'd be classic. Hilarious. Maybe one day uh, the blues will have a sponsor on their jersey of Let's Go Blues Radio. Hmm. One can you think only they dream. would ever? You think that would ever be approved? Like the NHL or the Blues no. would be like, yeah, let's do that. No, because because we because then people would more people would listen, and you know we talk bad about the Blues sometimes. So that's true. We can't have that. But money talks. Ken Morris we says offered them five million dollars a year. We're like, hey, yeah, we're gonna sponsor your jerseys. They're just going to turn us down right away. You think they consider it? I wonder what they cost as a jersey. No idea. Hmm. Uh, Ken Morris says initial jerseys will be like NASCAR race cars full of ads. I don't think so. No. No. That's why I don't have a problem with this is I feel like like we're going to have one jersey sponsor and that's it. But once that changes to two, if it ever does in my lifetime, Ken, I will side with you. But I really feel like it's just going to stick to one. How long have ads been on the ice? Long time. Like on the ice, right? Like they've been like, they've been like four ads on the ice, basically, for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, and now they do the digital behind the goal, which is fairly new uh, on, the, on, the, on the glass. But there's really, I mean, if you look in European uh, leagues, they have ads all over the ice. You know, the face-off circle is a complete ad, right? Stuff like that. But... So I mean, we've had ads on the ice for quite some time, and they they seem to have drawn the line at like two ads outside each blue line, right on each side, each side of center. Right. So and that's and I don't I don't think they appear anywhere else. There's some on the glass, but that's like new, and I don't I don't mind that necessarily. I guess I don't know, but they haven't really gone crazy with that, and I've had that for a while. Right. I I, I think the NHL is as a business organization. And the NHL in general is a very conservative league when it comes to those kinds of things, right? They're, they are going to limit what's out there, right? I, I think it would take a, a massive, massive change of, you know, everybody that's involved with the NHL gets forced out before we see the European style jerseys with multiple ads on it. You, you kind of have to worry that if it's left to the individual teams that at some point you're going to have, um, you know, a, a sponsor go out of business halfway through the season. And, you know, you wind up with two, two sponsors on a Jersey. Um, so the team doesn't have to throw a bunch out. I don't know. Maybe that's the benefit of using patches. I, I don't know. It, you know that's that's the kind of thing with with the crazy history of the NHL and its business decisions that you, there's going to be some quirky thing that happens because of this. Yeah, I, th- there's not a lot of difference, I don't think, between say an ad on a jersey 
and big word Sherwood across a warrior across the cuff of your glove. I know one's a, a maker's mark, right? And I know one's um, one's an uh, actually paid advertising that's placed on a jersey or, a, or helmet, but it's still it's still advertising a company, right? Whether they make the equipment or not. So really, I mean, it's it's it in in some respect, it's 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 not that different than having you know uh, big you know Louisville on a stick or Easton on a stick or, you know, warrior on your gloves or, or whatever, or a big old Nike swoosh on your skates. If Nike still makes him make skates, I don't know, but you know what I mean? I mean, is it, I mean, have you guys thought about that or is it, is it, do you think that's completely different? <clears throat> no, because I, I, mean, I, 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 I understand the difference, but I don't think it's that different. It's not like no. some kind of crazy difference. Yeah. I mean, even even those, you know, the the NHL has to approve the what um, you know what what brands are displayed. There was a, a thing a couple of years ago um, with Lefebvre and True Hockey, um, I, if I recall correctly, that um, they weren't approved uh, to be displayed on NHL goalies, and so they were wearing them but covering them covering the logos. Um, I don't know. Grant, remember, Grant Fuhrer wanted to advertise something on his pads. I think yeah, it was. yeah. And the league said nope; they wouldn't let him. Yeah, he because money because <laughs> quite honestly, that that is goalie pads are probably the best prime real estate yeah. for advertising in the NHL. Sure. By the way, happy 60th birthday to Grant Fuhrer today. Is it? Yeah. Friend of the show. Friend of the Friend show. Of the show. Grand Grand Fjord. Fjord. Mm. Uh, I'm looking through some of the uh, comments here. Let's see. <laughs> I like Matt Harris, <laughs> Vladimir Flex Spray Tarasenko. Yeah. Uh, all I can think is Flex Seal with Phil Swift. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Phil. You know the name, Phil Swift. That's awesome. <laughs> Phil Swift seems like one of the biggest con men out there. Yes, this has that vibe. <laughs> Yes, anybody that sells <laughs> stuff on TV. I who bought it? Pitchman. Yeah. I've bought Flex Seal before. I have too, and it's shit. It is not good. I mean, it, I, it, I it, initially, not... it initially works, but it does not last. Yeah, so it's, it's I, I would not use that on a uh, screen door and then try to go fishing with it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Use it as your boat, the bottom of your boat. Yeah, who? Which? Which guy was it? Billy? Whatever. Um, oh Zane. yeah, he died. He yeah he died, died of a coke overdose. Was right? it? That, he died. Yeah, Billy, uh, that's what, uh, Billy Mays. Oh, yeah, Billy, Billy Mays. Mays. Yeah, coke overdose because they're raking in that money and they don't care. He was a uh, yeah. Now was, I'm gonna drop that price down to fifty nine ninety five. That guy they, was annoying as hell. Yeah, he was Billy Mays. He did a bunch of them. And there's like a handful yeah. of guys that's just like, oh yeah, he's doing this now. Jupiter Jack is one of them. Those the thing you plug into your car to get what was oh, it? Yeah. To get uh, Bluetooth? I get. I think. Mm. I don't know. Haven't seen that one. I don't know. There don't are, watch I, enough late night TV now. Half that stuff's junk. All right. Uh, <laughs> Dom Lush. I can't even say his last name. Lushision. Lushision. Uh, his analysis models and how they rate the blues 
he put out his preseason prediction uh, uh, models for teams uh, in the athletic. And uh, we'll share some of that article with you. So he, he, okay. So here's some snippets from the article. So no postseason team from 2022 has a lower projection than the St. Louis blues. Well, let's, uh, let's put out there that in his top right of his little projection yes. list, he's got points, the point, 92. the blues finishing at 92.2. So about 92 points. Chances of making the playoffs at 49%. Less chances that. of winning the Stanley Cup at 1%. <laughs> which is, I mean, first of all. 1% is, I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to win the Cup this year, but 1% is stupid low. Stupid low. <laughs> stupid low. Because they are, and playoffs at 49%, who in the Central Division outside of Colorado is heads and tails better than the Blues? <clears throat> well, not to not to give away too much from from our uh, season preview stuff, but I I do think there's a lot more competition in the central. Um, I think Nashville got a lot better this off season, um, and you know I I I do I wouldn't be surprised if if he doesn't you know give the Blues some special troll treatment because he has been vocal about how much he dislikes interacting with Blues fans. Um, one percent Stanley Cup. I, I'm less offended by that than I am the less than fifty percent chance to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I think I think we're better. I, I think it's probably between you know fifty and fifty five percent. And I think setting it at forty nine. Like when I when I saw this, I'm like, yeah, he's trolling us. Oh yeah, he has yeah, us well, at twenty three percent. He's too busy wanking at uh, Nazem Kadri now to uh, <clears throat> to actually put his work in for this type of model. He's got us at twenty three percent to finish in the bottom ten. Is that the league? I guess it's the yeah. league. Yeah, that's the league. Yeah. So no. almost a one in four chance of finishing the bottom ten in the league. Uh, likely no. finishes fifth in the central, I guess. Right. No, I, 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 I am. I'm probably not as as high on our chances as as a lot of people. Um, going into the season, I mean, there there's some significant changes. We, we just, you know, let well, David Perron go, and right, and that's you know, and that's that's a big part of his model. Is a right. lot of it is uh, Perron leaving. Right, past performance, but right, right, and right, it's and interesting. Wh where are you going to replace that? Yeah, I know I get it. And I and I and it's it's interesting too though, but I mean he does mention in his article, you know, Perron is older and you know the, the, the he maintaining his level of play just can't last. At what point does that fall off? So uh but he's he's I don't think people expect him to fall off much next season. I I don't no necessarily, but uh but he but he's that's a big part of why and, and the defense is a big part of why his model has the blues not ranked as high as maybe some may feel they should be. And that's the only part of it where I, I see his point is I say, okay, yeah, the blues yet again, ex the exception of getting Letty at the deadline and then re-signing him this summer yet again, spent another year, not improving this defense. And I think that is where this team severely needs an upgrade. So I'll well, give him that. But outside of that, this offense is too good. Bennington is proven, and I don't care what anyone says, the dude has proven time and again that when the game when the when the season's on the line, the game's on the line, 
there are few in the league that can jump to the next level of play than him. Right. I, I think we all agree that Bennington could have beat Colorado last year if it weren't mm-hmm. for Kadri. Yeah. Right. Not, not, not definitely, but I think he, it, it really he, hurt the Blues chances. Oh yeah. Yes, it did. yeah he had, a, it, he had a it, shot. He had a right. shot. Yeah. Right. And, and not to disparage Huso, Huso leaving, you know, does, does impact this, right? I, I'm not a fan of the Thomas Grice signing, but again, goaltending, goaltending, you never know where the next guy's going to come from. Jordan Bennington in 2019 for the Blues. Jake Ottinger yeah. for the Stars last year. Right. Right. Does Jarenko or Hofer or Ellis, maybe, you know, maybe something clicks for them and they come in and they're a formidable backup. Right. I, I don't know. I, I, his, his model doesn't like Letty. Um, he says, and I found this interesting. He said in the article, it says no team got scoring chances on a higher percent of their shots than the St. Louis Blues at 36.7. So to me, it seems the Blues are, are being punished by Dom's model for a higher shooting accuracy and choosing quality shots over over quantity, which was talked about as their strategy last season, mm-hmm. right? Quantity over quality, which worked. It worked. They were the, they well, were the uh, highest scoring team in the Western Conference uh, well, and, and and this this just goes to show that, and and I'm not I'm not just picking on Dom as much as I don't like the guy and don't like his work. Uh, this just goes to show that not every model is going to be accurate because the Blues, the Blues are a team. And how many times do we say, especially when you're slumping, shoot the damn puck, get the puck on net? But at the same time, their strategy says. Let's get the perfect shot, and clearly, that worked last season for him, or the or at least the better shot. And yeah. I think the lo- I think his logic here is 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 pessimistic from the start, you know, which is telling, because you could easily spin this stat as a positive, but he chose not to. You know, you could easily say, well, the Blues were selective in their shots. And that worked for them. And they, 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 and this, you know, he could spin it as something that other teams could model themselves after, you know, because the Blues were so high scoring last season. They did a good job. Well, they can't um, with do a, that because it, it, it with apparently less talent, model. right? With apparently less talent, according to, you know, whoever you listen to the Blues, oh, the Blues don't have the high end talent that other teams do, but yet they're the highest scoring team in the Western Conference because they were He's deep. He's not going to do that because it doesn't match his model. Apparently. Well, and- it, to match to to be a good team to Dom, and this is where I'm going to pick on Dom. Uh, you have to match his model. So the fact that the Blues don't match his model and they right. play a way that defies his model, that's why he puts them and says, "Well, that's going to regress because in my model, that's just not how it works." Sorry, hockey yeah. is a game of many different disciplines. Your model is not going to be the one that that says all be all for all teams. And this is the problem with with relying on a model that's basically just all advanced stats, right? He he says in there regression is on the menu for the Blues, an extremely aggressive market correction to 92.2 points average. So some some of his model's predictions have come in lower and some higher. 
And he even says in the article, to the Blues' credit, they do usually outperform expectations. So if they usually outperform your model's expectations, then you might need to adjust your fucking model. I don't, yes. I, you know what I mean? I mean, what, if you keep going to the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, right? That's what he's doing here. The Blues have the Blues have have proven his model wrong a number of times. And I'm not saying the Blues are going to be an amazing team this season. I'm not saying they're going to prove his model wrong this season. But it's just goofy to see the Blues prove his model wrong. They did last season. They did last playoffs against Minnesota. They even did against Colorado, and then they lost. He was he had a crazy uh, uh, like it was. I forgot what it was, but he said it was likely they get swept. You know, according to his model, I think something like that. It was crazy high number they were going to swept, but he had them losing to uh, to Minnesota like seventy five percent to Minnesota. I'm like, I thought that was bass backwards. I thought, oh yeah, should be favored seventy five percent. I think Minnesota. I think even no wild question. fans, even wild fans, were saying like, yeah, there's we're not going to win this series. Well, anybody who watched outperform us every time. Anybody who actually watched the Blues last season and especially watched them play against Minnesota. When Minnesota could not figure out the Blues, some of the games are very close. I get it, but the Blues won those games. The Blues dominated. I mean, they 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 beat Minnesota. Uh, what was the record was? They lost him once, I think it was, last season. They beat him a lot, and they, or did they even lose him at all? No, whatever it was. Minnesota. Minnesota during the regular season. Yeah, right. I don't think so. Okay, the the Blues had their number, and Minnesota couldn't figure out the Blues. And it was stated, he stated, uh, when he showed that his model had the wild beating the blues at 75%, he goes, Well, we don't factor in head to head performance during the regular season. <laughs> yeah. I'm like these two teams are playing in the playoffs. How do you not factor in when they played against each other during well, the regular and, season? And the that's fact that just like the most that's the thing you should look at the most. And the fact that they played each other late in the season twice. Yes. Yes. It was like the last eight games of the season. They played each other twice. That's the playoff stretch. Right. That's when it starts to really matter how you match up against teams. I think two were in overtime. I think the Blues won twice in overtime. Yeah, I want to say like. that the, the Wild were 0-3-2 against the Blues last season. Yeah, but, the Winter Classic. Yeah. And then those last two games, one of, one of those, we had an amazing night at four hands, as I recall. Yes. Yes. And great. the other time, Kurt and I had an amazing time at the game. At the game, yeah. Are, I yeah. don't remember some of that game. Yeah, I can tell you why. <laughs> I probably I, remember you at that game better than you do, and I wasn't even there. You're probably right. They had to bring um, out the uh, rug shampoo in the Bomberito Club because of Ponder. Let's just uh, let's just say that uh, let's just say that I woke up the next day and I asked my wife how much fun she had. And she's like, Oh yeah. You know, overtime was great. We went to overtime. I didn't even remember going to overtime. I had to rewatch the game. Yeah. We had a, we had a decent lead and we kind of yep. blew it, but yeah. And then I think she uh, no, scored overtime. Yeah, it was, uh, but no, with this model, listen, I'll, I'm fine with him. Like he has this, this graphic that he posts and he posts them on Twitter. Um, I'm fine with him with posting all of this. But if his like written word, his tone is like, listen, what he says about how the blues always outperform expectations in my model. If that's Usually. more the tone and what he wrote, 
I'm being respected. I'm respecting what he's writing and saying, okay, at least he's admitting fully that the Blues always outperform what he comes up with. But the fact that it's still like, oh, they're going, they're due for regression. And oh, they're going to suck because of Perron not being here. Dude, all the Blues have done since at least was it 2019 when he started doing this, all they've done is prove him wrong. You just need to admit it, man. Like, stop being a, a, a little bitch on social media and dogging the blues because you're wrong over and over. He he literally does say there was a lot of overachieving being done by this team last year, and it feels like several players are due to fall back down to earth a bit. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know how I mean if if um I don't know. It seems like the the Blues are constantly overachieving when it comes to his model, as far as his model is concerned. So really, at this point, is it considered overachieving, or is it just considered achieving? Like, (laughs) obviously, his model doesn't. Definition of insanity. Your your model is not working. Obviously, his model has a problem with the Blues and some other teams, I guess. But as far as the way they play, like he admittedly said that he had to adjust his model because of the Blues play in 2019. Mm-hmm. He he had them not doing anything, and they won the Stanley Cup. So he he I think he admittedly said I I have to tweak my model. So I guess to his credit, he did some tweaking, or he said he did. Um, he after that run, tweaking. but oh. he but he probably I don't know I I just it's I mean obviously this stuff is put out there for discussion and we're discussing it, but um, I think his attitude about his model, I think is, and he's being a little pompous about it. I think that's what kind of riles us up in a way, right? Because the infallibleness that he puts his model at and how, well, well, the blues must be doing something goofy with pixie dust because my model says otherwise. And I'm like, your model is based on advanced stats. Since when does advanced stats actually supersede anything? Advanced stats, advanced stats in this model are, are for people who just don't watch a team play. And they don't, like, there are some teams in the league I watch very few games of. And so I'll rely on some advanced stats and some models and things to help me kind of judge how good a team they are based on other teams and whatnot. But, and that's, and that's what this is really for. If you watch every team, if you watch a certain team play every single game, and you know the team, and you know what you're looking for. You don't need a fucking model to tell you how good they are. And that was the that was the case last year with Minnesota and the Blues in the playoffs. I thought that you know I was shocked, shocked when he had us being heavy underdogs to Minnesota in the playoffs. Just goes to show that when you pay for the athletic, don't pay for terrible commentary. Pay for good commentary, like from Jeremy Rutherford. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if the Blues do miss the playoffs and his model gets it right for a change, I guess we can we can say that Dom's model outperformed expectations. Oh, there you go. Hey, you know what? Uh, one out of five ain't bad, the way I right. see it with Dom. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> if they end up missing the playoffs, wow, Dom, you got it right once in four or five years. Congratulations. Uh, Matt Harris says, hot take, Colorado will take either a wild card spot or miss the playoffs. What? Damn. Damn. I think they got one more good run in them. I I think so, too. Because after this season, they have a lot of moving parts, and they could look way different. The only part that I have a 
problem with, which I think they've proven they don't need super strong goaltending, is goaltending. Um, I like Fransuz. I do not like Georgiev. And I think if if Fransuz gets hurt like he has pretty much his entire mm-hmm. career, they might have an issue back there. But they've got mm-hmm. enough offense and they got solid D where I think they can make up for it. No, I I I think uh, I think Georgiev's going to be fine. I, I I think that I I I as much as I like Matt's comment, um, yeah, I I don't <laughs> think it's going to happen. I I think Colorado is going to run away with this division again, and uh, yeah, and I and I, I don't think it's going to be a Georgiev problem, and I do think Francois will be hurt most of the year. So he always does. Yeah. I, th- I think does. I think maybe save a variation of that comment for maybe next season. That yes. Then then we can talk because they're going to make a lot of moves or you know let a lot of guys go, bring some other guys in. They don't have a lot of cap space. Uh, mm, next, Fourteen next season. million was it? Something. Like, yeah, we talked about it. We talked yeah. about it last season, our last show about how much cap space they currently have projected for next season. So it's not a ton, and they got like eight guys they got to sign. So. Um. Real quick before we take mm. off, um, SB Nation, uh, St. Louis Game Time released uh, a little short little blurb. They did a poll that said 83% of Blues fans are confident in the team's front office. So I thought we'd close the show by just uh, kind of getting your take on, because uh, we've gone back and forth on Armstrong over the years as far as like moves he's made and moves he hasn't. And he's made some fantastic ones. He's made some stinkers and some duds like most GMs, but uh, 83% of Blues fans have confidence in the Blues front office, according to this poll. So uh, how do you feel about that number? Do you think that's high? Do you think it's low? Do you have I confidence? I feel like it's high because this was this was done on social media mostly, right? Like they're, they're polling, which if you read social yep. media, it's all doom and gloom typically. So that right. number surprised me. But, I mean, I'll say, and again, if you've listened to the duration of this show, we've been on the whole time that Doug Armstrong has been GM of this team. And, I mean, for years before the cup win, I was saying, and I know multiple times Bill and Kurt agreed, time for Doug Armstrong to move on, pack his bags, get the fuck out. That was you, you and know? Bill. I understand. You never said, okay. Well, I was hated some of his moves, but I was never get out of town. I was, was, I was, was, I was done with him after, after the Vladimir uh, Saboka situation where every year it was, well, I'm going to talk to Vladimir Saboka and see interested. That's your answer. A fourth line center. That's, that's what you want. That was the times where I'm like, get out, just get out. Resigning Laterra. 2019. That was awful. Yeah. Laterra was bad. I mean, all pretty much all his resigning. Steve hot. I mean, good God. What? And that's um, the knock on him is his resigns. Yeah. That's typically. Yeah. He's but but he's proven that he's been able to get out of the bad deals, right? That's true. Scan, Scandella's the current one. And yeah, right. you know, right now the the you know the uh the blessing for the for blues fans is that he's LTIR. But yeah, you know, it, it once that contract runs, you know, it, it Maybe the Letty contract turns out to be bad. I I'm looking forward to Letty and Pareko being paired together. I I think Pareko needs a strong, um, strong left-handed complement to make him better. He's not, you know, 
apologies to Craig Button. I have to keep going back to this, but <laughs> but uh, he's not as uh, as elite as uh, we we believed him to be um, on his own, and I don't think he'll ever get there. Um, him and Letty paired together after you know a full season with no injuries, I I think could look good. Um, you know, I think I probably made that same statement about Scantella after the first uh, six weeks of him playing here. But uh, yeah, um, I I have I, I think that eighty three percent is reflective of the Stanley Cup. So right, we're yeah. we're still we're still in afterglow territory here after 50, you know. 50 years with nothing, and and Armstrong was the guy, and we're still competitive. Right, we've we've made the playoffs every year haven't necessarily looked good in them, but we've made the playoffs. Yeah, and, you know, to be, to be th- uh, under Armstrong, uh, I believe the stat is that we have the most points in the Western Conference since Armstrong's been GM. Mm-hmm. So, I, that, I mean, that, I think that in a nutshell kind of wraps it up for me. I mean, it, we, we have not had the playoff success most years that we wanted out of that, but we did get it done in 19. So, I mean, that's – he did get it done. So, it's uh, – so put the, the, that 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 run of points and a cup too, you know that's 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 cool with me. Yeah, I I I'm fine with him now. Um, I will say since I want to say since the cup win, since the uh, the bubble, I'll say that number for me has dwindled down slightly. Uh, I'm I'm still not back at fire the guy. I think he's been fine. Uh. I've got confidence in him. I I like a lot of the moves he's made since the cup win. Um, I just think, uh, yeah, there's, and honestly, looking at the Scandella deal, comparatively speaking to the other bad ones we've seen in his tenure, I don't even think that, I don't even think it ranks, honestly. Like top five worst contracts he's handed out. I don't put Scandella in that. And you know what? I mean, and we could look in the future too. I mean, it's possible that the Thomas signing for eight million per could be a really good deal. Yeah, Cairo could be too. Um, you know, Falk, that's a good signing. Uh, I think Krug is a good signing. A lot of people are I like, down on I Krug. Like I like Krug. I, I don't. I don't understand a lot of the Krug hate for some reason. I guess it's because Patrano's yeah. a little left, but uh, I, yeah. I like it's, Krug. It. It. it, it the Krug signing, you know, was cost certainty for the Blues, right? They they were, you know, replacing the dollars, not the player. They were replacing the dollars, and that they could live with when Petrangelo walked. And I that that from a business perspective, I think was was the smart no, part. I... And Krug is a damn good defenseman. Just you know. He struggled to get, you know, struggled that first year. I thought he looked a lot better last year. And, you know, I'm looking forward to them paired together for an entire season without, you know, interruption with COVID or injury. And I've talked about, I've talked about how I think the defense is going to be better this season. Now that was, that was with a healthy Prunovic (laughs) in the Mm -hmm. fold. And after Scandella went down, I thought, oh boy, this defense could be even better than I thought. Because right. I, addition I was by like, subtraction. I, yes, I was higher on the defense than most people, but just because of the you know because Krug Prunovich uh, hadn't played the lineup at the same time, ever, like well they did, but for like just a few games, right? Because uh, of Krug's injury and Prunovich's injury, um, so I think having them both in lineup at the same time makes the defense better. 
So I, and I, and, uh, and another you know, year for Mikola's development, I think he's better this year. I think there's a lot of things to look forward to with the defense. I think Letty was a nice surprise. Now, hopefully he doesn't turn into Scandella 2.0, like we talked about. I, hope, I mean, hopefully he's a nice pairing with Pareko, helps his game. And I, 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 I mean, I'm being optimistic, I guess. So I'm looking at silver lining with the defense, but I think it, it could easily pen out that way. Assuming Prunovich is not hurt long-term, I, that that throws a wrench into my whole hope for the defense because I think he was a big part of that for me. I think he was going to play well. Yeah, I think uh, I, I I actually again I I said I don't like the defense and I still don't. I'd like to see a complete shakeup. But as as weird as this sounds to say, I don't actually put that on Armstrong. I think he went out and signed the players he needed to sign. Uh, you know, Pareko should have been able to step up and be the number one. He really hasn't. Uh, Krug. I thought he signed him and he's looked great. Falk, he signed him. He's looked great. The problem is I just don't think they mesh well together. And I think you're just, as a GM, you have to try and hope that they all kind of start gelling and it all starts looking like it's fitting. For me, it just doesn't look that way. And I don't know if that's coaching or if it's just the types of players they are. But as weird as it sounds to say, I don't put that on Armstrong. I think he has constructed a solid looking D I just don't think they've turned out to look like that. If that makes any sense. And it could be a thing where it just takes time too. I mean, that's, that's being optimistic, you know, and spinning it. But I think, um, you know, the more you play together, I mean, well, Fox first year here was terrible. He was really bad. His first yeah. year. Here. God, it was, that was awful. I wonder if it was, I, I really have to think it's, it's a, it's a lack of minutes. Like I think like a goalie, some goalies, you know, Bill, you can speak this better than anyone. Some goalies, when they face more action, they are way better. And maybe it's the same with Falk. He just needs to play more because you know, we saw him play up to 30 minutes some games in that stretch at the end of the season. And he looked fantastic. He's been great the past two seasons. I I'm, couldn't be happier with Falk. Right. Rocky start just because yeah. we, we all still thought Petro was going to be here. And why do we need him? But now it looks like a brilliant move. Yeah. yeah. So 83% sounds right to me. I'll end it there. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm good with it. No issues. Uh, I think we'll wrap the show up. You guys good with that? Good with yeah, that, too. Yeah, we still got, we still got one, one more show. 83% good with that. Yeah, I'm 83%. <laughs> yeah. We still got one more show until our, our live show over at uh, Cardinals Nation, right? I believe so. Yes, next week. So we'll, and then the week after we'll, that is, yeah, we'll yeah. pitch. We'll pitch that one more time. But again, make sure uh, opening night, especially if you're heading down to the game, come join us because we won't be broadcasting during the game. It'll be before. It just depends on the cardinal schedule. But yeah, make plans. Come out. Come hang out with us again. At the very least, just showing up, having dinner, having a beer, shit, even having a soda, wearing your blues gear. It just it's gonna it's gonna look good for us and don't you want to help out your favorite podcast but not only that we're gonna be having a great time it's gonna be a lot of fun so we want to have some blue and obviously some cardinal support too it's gonna be a big day for the cardinals too let's get out some st louis sports support have some fun there on october 15th over at cardinal nation and it I, we i'm told that we may our show may be broadcast over the room speakers too so we may Which get piped great. in and we may get we may get broadcast upstairs downstairs wow in the same, cause, cause, you know where uh, joe broadcasts when he 
when he's on the mic, DJ, you know, he's talking to both levels and outside too. I think, I think it goes outside even, mm-hmm. uh, we, we may be on that. I don't know that that we'll was see, floated. That, that, that was depends. Floated. That depends on the Cardinals. Again, I think if the Cardinals well, are about to play and we're still coming on before the game, I think that's Joe's show. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. We're not, I don't, we're not going to overlap Joe's show. I think the, the deal is if the, if the Cardinals have a day game, we'll, we're going to do it uh, maybe between the Cardinals game and the Blues game. Uh, if they have an, both have night games, then we'd obviously be going on early, you know, before like four hours before the Cardinals game starts, something like that. What if there's like, what if there's like an overlap? Like the Cardinals play at three and, and the Blues play at seven. There's not going to be much time in between. We'll probably have a, I don't know, 10.30 show. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, <laughs> plan to show up. It's going to be a fun day. It'll be fun. Yeah. And, and you, you don't have to buy tickets to go into the first floor and just have a beer and get some food or whatever. The, the, I mean, if you, obviously, if you can't try to get tickets to the Cardinals pregame party, it's a blast. But if you can't, blast you, know, get you can still get a ton of food and beer. <laughs> yeah. And but if you can't get tickets, you can still go on the first floor and you can hang out. Um, and you can still come see us, I believe. So, yeah, come on down. Yeah, and and I'll I'll just say now I I have a little bit of anxiety uh, that I'm gonna come down with a, a case of the ramages. Um, <laughs> back to you back guys. Up you, Ken. Back up, you, Ken. <laughs> uh, let's go down to Rob Ramage at rink level. Rob, uh, what do the Blues need to do to win this game? Well, I I think they they need to put the puck in the net back to you ken they need to put the puck in the net ken they haven't been doing that enough lately and i think if they do that they win the game back to you guys <laughs> oh we kid we kid yeah we love yeah. you rob ramage yeah so 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 if you were if you called an uber and rob ramage showed up oh god oh <laughs> too no. soon no. Too soon. Too soon. Oh, no. Um, Next, you're gonna make a Danny Heatley Uber joke. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, oh goodness. <laughs> Tough times for Rob Ramage. He is uh, signed on as an Uber driver. <laughs> Good night, uh, everybody. Good night. Hey. <laughs> uh, okay. How do you close up the show after that? I don't know. Uh, by, Support for- by promising to delete that entire segment. I probably should. <laughs> but we know I won't. <laughs> oh, uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on the health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode one of season 11 of the original and longest-running St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, Godspeed, Brunovich. Let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Uh, The Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available.
I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry.